Thank you for tuning in to One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon, movies, and beer. But please take note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. Yes, for sure. Not even close to experts. But we do love all three of these, and we really love drinking beer and bourbon. (laughs) A lot. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. That's pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to get updates on new episodes when they come out. And please leave us a five-star review because you just love us so stinking much. <laughs> so so stinking much. You can also check out our website, one bourbon, one movie, one beer.com. That's using the number one instead of the word one. You can also follow links on that website to our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter page. Enjoy the show. This is episode four. Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. Well, and Rogue Nation. Man. Yes. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about Rogue Nation. And we are wrapping up this franchise. Oh, way to hit my, my buzzword Stolen. for me. <laughs> so that I didn't have to do it. Stolen. <laughs> you bugger. <laughs> I'll hit yours. Oh my And that's Touché. what she said is going to be Ryan's. I think we agree. <laughs> that and solid. He's got to say that because his brother put that on a little bubble. He's got to hit it one time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> and he's done. Thank you. Nailed it. Nailed it. So so we all watched Mission Impossible Fallout to conclude the Mission Impossible franchise. And mm. we also watched Rogue Nation completely this everything. I mean, me and Paul logged in and watched Fallout at the same time. Ryan, you couldn't. You know what? Correct my grammar and grab me grammar another beer. Nazi. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta grab me a beer if you correct my grammar, but you already did, so we're good. Or I <laughs> yes, did. I, I don't remember. <laughs> you got me my acai from the last mission episode. It's so good. So we talked about uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout sort of being like a two-part story, right? Yeah. I really liked Fallout. You were talking. I mean, both of them together. You were talking about how like, do you guys really like remember how awesome that movie was? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, 100% yeah. Rogue Nation. I- for some reason, I always I thought that Rogue Nation like wasn't as good as Fallout, and then we rewatched them, and immediately I was like, "I'm sorry, guys, we should have watched Rogue Nation." Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Dang it, this is just. I was like, "This pre- is yeah, oh, it's so good." Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much like a two-hour preview of Fallout. Is how kind of I saw it. Right. Yeah. Well, it definitely was building up the entire story unknowingly, really, for Fallout because that's what McQuarrie was doing. He was making a one-off. And then they were like, you want to come back and do it? Yeah. He was like, yeah. yeah. But I have to do it as a totally different director. Which is why they're still being easily separated in my mind. So, But they did, they did leave a good um, connection between the two that was sort of made the story make sense. I don't know if he was planning this, but the one time Ethan leaves a bad dude alive, right? He yeah. becomes a bad guy again he's the villain from this one from both movies really because every other one they just die horribly <laughs> like a horrific accident at the end and this time he ca- he catches him in the glass cube and like go- sends him to prison yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. so that leaves so, a plot hole 
but filled by the second film for the MI6 to try to still get him back. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you can't talk about Fallout without talking about Rogue Nation, just like right. you're saying Infinity War, Endgame. They work together so well. So we always talk about first impressions yeah. first. And who went first last time? I did. You did? See? So do we have to play like rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you, you can have it, Paul. You I call Rock. He called Scissors. I win. Um, <laughs> he said Rock, Paper, Scissors out loud. He loses. I'm going first. <laughs> so I, when I rewatched this, I remembered that the first time that I saw this, I actually didn't see it in theaters, uh, which was weird for me because usually I watch all of them in theaters. But I remember thinking, like, I wasn't sure if I was interested or maybe if something was going on. But I remember when I first watched it outside of theaters, I was going, crap, I wish I had seen it in theaters because this is really good. Like, it's a good plot, a good characters, good story. Uh, I liked it a lot. And I remember being bummed not seeing it on a big screen. But Didn't I liked that it... a big screen. Yeah. But I could feel like the J.J. Abrams producing angle, but a new... You can tell it was a new director, right? Um... And I well, like that for there was Fallout, some it was technically the same director. Right. But yeah. what you were pointed out earlier that Macquarie didn't want to do it because he wanted to feel like a different movie yeah. or another director yeah. because typically there are new directors each time. Tom Cruise is still there. Ving Rhames is still there. Now Simon Peggs is in there every time. And they keep some characters going along and they're willing to continue. And they still feel like the same characters all the way through. That's on purpose, right? Like... They want to keep those people grounded to keep you connected to the whole franchise. Mm. But like we were talking about, two went off into slow motion, crazy town. <laughs> and you could kind of forget that movie, but you could go one, three on yeah. and be happy. You actually I think were... this one was like where I think part of maybe I thought, oh, the tension is getting tired and old and Tom Cruise is yeah. old and crazy. Do I really want to see this in theater? Is it going to be good? Maybe not. And then I was like, Ugh, I'm an idiot. It was yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> Tom Cruise hangs off a freaking plane. Like, really hangs off a plane. <laughs> oh, in Rogue? <laughs> yeah. It was like some really good stunt work. And I'm like, damn you, Tom. I like, what are the chances this guy's going to hold on to a metal hold and go when a plane is flying up into the air? That would literally rip his fingers off. I will give you and this. then you watch the special features and you're like, well, he really did it. He did do it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I also thought... Kind of similar to the unbelievability of this. Why were there holes in the side of said plane? Period. Yeah. Conveniently they had, they had to, to grab onto. a specific plane that had holes in it. And then Tom was like. Yeah. That's so, the one. Got so a giant plane with a back What I want to do is this. Can we use your plane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, Handles so too your obvious. first impression is, is. So is that Rogue Nation and Fallout? You didn't see either no, no, no. in theaters? Rogue Nation I didn't see in theaters. That was my first impression of that one. Fallout, uh, I remembered how awesome that was, and I wasn't going to make a mistake with Fallout. I'd seen a lot of background stuff or trailers or before stuff about Fallout, and it looked like, holy crap, this might be a continuation of the story. The villain looks whatever, and they continue out with Ilsa's character, who I really liked from Rogue. They spent a good bit like really developing her character, yeah. so I wanted to see where she goes. So I was like, there's some good stuff in this. So I watched Fallout in the theater for sure, 100%. My buddy, okay. Rondi, I specifically remember. All right, right. So, me, me or you for... First impression. Uh, let's just keep going in age order, so you go next. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to wait 20 minutes between you I'm and the, him. I'm the middle child of my own family. You're the middle child. You're the second born, you know, 
I gotta be in the middle because I'm the middle of all of those. Ooh, this is the, literally the worst position. <laughs> okay, Malcolm. <laughs> You're the middle of the middle children. <laughs> You're like the middle meta child. middle. My birthday probably falls on like national middle child <laughs> <laughs> sibling day or whatever. It's like, jeez. <laughs> but I will go second. Uh, first impression for Fallout is uh, this is one of the series and franchises that my wife enjoys. Nice. So, the last three, I believe, no, last two I've seen with her in theaters, for sure, and it was just like one of those things where we had seen Ghost Protocol at some point, like on DVD, and she was like, oh, that was pretty good. I like these movies. I was like, we we found a movie that (coughs) we both actually like. It's not just like, I mean, I kind of like it, but it was like, we enjoy it and we look forward to it coming out. So, like... Not the notebook or something. Like <laughs> Paul's like, I knew. I knew. Was <laughs> like, I knew I married you for a reason. I was like, you at least like... The, and she'll watch the Marvel stuff and things, but she's yeah. so far behind on Marvel that I have to answer a lot of questions. But for Mission Impossible, she had seen them all and she was a fan of it. I got my and wife so, into them early, the Marvel movies, and she still answers questions. <laughs> it takes a while. But I, I started getting her to this. You're, that's a good point. My wife did the same. Like she watched Fallout with me, and we was like, "Oh!" and like started giving a crap. And I'm like, "This is the last freaking one that's available <laughs> this is right number now." Six. I mean, they're making two, but you're kind of behind. Let's get but you. my first impression, you know, I I went on a date night to go see this movie. Nice. And oh, yes, and <laughs> and we got done seeing it, and I was like, that wraps it up buzzword pretty good like this franchise could be done on this movie however they left it just open enough because they they didn't do what they've done in a majority of them where he's literally getting another mission or he's giving his team another mission or it's implying that he's having to explain you know who he really is so that that person is being brought into the fold in case there are other missions you know this one was like this could be it. He could be done at the same time. He's not... It's almost like a, um, a, an athlete not actually saying they're retired, but they haven't played the game for like two years. Right far. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come out like, and it's like, eh, we're going to try and play one more or two, or they come out of a retirement. So it feels a little bit more like that. It's like he could have been... You're like, it's like Jordan's first retirement, not the Wizards No, no, no. One. This, <laughs> no this is more like Jordan's second retirement. No, because no, he wasn't good like at Jordan baseball. When he went to play baseball. And came back to the Bulls, though. Yeah. He was like, I'm not done playing sports. I'm just not done playing like, this sport. Now when he like retired, bought the Wizards, and they suck, so he's like, I'm going to play for them now a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> not that time. Just a little bit and have an all-star season, castle. and then I'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my first impression. Like this movie hit all of the spots I wanted it to. Fun movie. Fun movie. <laughs> the newest buzzword of all. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it hit everything. It, it called back enough to the other movies and made them interlock and intertwine and mm-hmm. still stay within one story. Word. And that's what I liked about how they brought in the same director. But I also appreciated that it didn't seem like it was mm-hmm. the same director. And that was the coolest thing. That's probably yeah. like my biggest pro of this movie is that I did not know or couldn't remember that it was the same director from Rogue Nation literally like last week when we were recording. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even know who did Rogue Nation. And then Ryan's like, it's the same guy that did same Fallout. <laughs> He's doing the next two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should have known that. <laughs> yeah. But, well, it's kind of like MCU with like, they had like a bunch of rando act directors and then now like the. Um, 
the hell the the brothers that were directing like the all Russos. the Russos. They are they did Winter Soldier and then they're like I'm gonna do all these other movies. Civil War. They claim they're done with Endgame, but nah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Ryan, your first impression. I don't remember the first time I saw Rogue Nation. I okay, this is gonna sound really bad, but I'm pretty sure I watched Rogue Nation for the first time after watching Fallout. Interesting. Um, you're right. That sounds bad. Yeah, it's an no, interesting take, though. I do it's interesting. It's like watching like Empire before New Hope, <laughs> or the prequels before. The- <laughs> yeah. Oh God. No, I don't think it's the same scenario. But, um, Not as bad. No, I remember watching sure. both of them within like a weekend because it was. Uh, I was after you and Lindley went and saw it that you said you. I I don't know what we were doing, but. We got together and you were like, dude, when saw Fallout last night. So good. So good. <laughs> so fun. That's it. So good. Um, so after that, I was like, oh, I don't know how to check these out. So I remember watching Fallout and I loved it. And then... Are you blaming Wit for not telling you to go see Rogue first? No. <laughs> He's blaming me for He's like, assuming that good. he had no, no, seen no, I'm Rogue. Definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely blaming Wit. We just assumed. So, uh, anyway, no, so then I remember watching Rogue Nation... <laughs> And Fallout in the same weekend, and I love both of them. I've definitely seen Fallout more, uh, so I'm kind of using. And I watched both of them today, back to back. Excuse you. Yeah, I was say that. <laughs> definitely heard that in playback. But, Just uh, burp on my. Oh, yeah, not on purpose. Yeah. Just, I will from now on. <laughs> but I watched them both today, and my first impression of Rogue Nation, I was like, I was blown away because the reason we didn't watch it together, didn't plan on watching it together, because we didn't think it was one of the stronger ones to watch together. Right. And then we get here, and we're like, crap. Was, <laughs> uh, yeah, I sit down, and I'm like, missed opportunity. How good was Rogue Nation? <laughs> Rogue Nation was by far better than any of the other ones to me, except for Fallout. Yeah. So, Which, uh, but I mean, I think that's a good way to tangent into, you know, the watchability factor, yeah. you know, because even after watching Rogue Nation, the main reason that I would have rewatched it is primarily the stunts. Yeah. Like the story mm-hmm. itself is more like we were saying, it's like a preview for Fallout. It's like mm-hmm. setting up the syndicate and setting yeah. up, you know, that this guy has a chance at outwitting uh, Ethan and then that he leaves him alive, which allows him to be in this movie, yeah. Fallout. And so I think that's one reason why the watchability factor isn't just like rammed into my brain. I'm not yeah. like, oh yeah, like Rogue Nation is like one of them that I want to watch all the time. It's like Rogue Nation is so good, but I love yeah. Fallout and yeah. I love Ghost Protocol and right. you know it 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 gets stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a middle kid. Of the, of the Mission Impossible franchise, it's overlooked. They're so great. It's such a good movie. I mean, but it's it should not be overlooked like the other middle child yeah. should be overlooked. Let's be clear. What number two? Number two. Y'all said y'all said this movie was going to be ah, uh, it's just like the the trailer for Fallout. And then we're like, it's not. It's no movie. It's definitely it's no movie. Yeah, we we're like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's why yeah. I like to rewatch it though. Like the stunts alone, I'm like. I got to see Tom Cruise Pro. hold his breath for six minutes, yeah. fly on the side of an airplane, and uh, like drive a motorcycle through the mountains yeah. for real. <laughs> it's just like oh. he's doing these crazy things, and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to rewatch it. I think, to sort of to your point, is the stunts are different than, like, say, one or three, where you're just like, oh, those are kind of like 
not executed quite well well, to where it takes you a little bit out. For his time, though, everything except for the car. Well, he goes one and three because we're just completely discounting two as even yeah, a movie for two. franchise. Two's out. I'm talking about rewatchability here. <laughs> we discussed two's gone. Two's but, uh, out. <laughs> well, you know what I mean though. Like, like I kind of focused when we did our rewatch for episode or uh, Mission Impossible <laughs> One. I'm still maintaining that episodes mm, make sense because of the original mo- context. Movie. It's a movie, guys. Anyway, uh, because of the computer and the tech was so archaic that I was like, oh, the 686 slap. It was just like. I took me out, right? And I feel like these movies are so recent that the tech is still relevant or still cool. Um, but I think that the in like ten years from now, when we're looking back on like the time frame between then and when like you know yeah. ninety six, we'll look at it. And I wonder if it'll hold up. I feel like it'll hold up better because the, the stunts were done much better. There's harder for us to find cons in general, and it's we watched it a bunch of times. So. Yeah, I think I think the rewatchability in the future will still be functional for us. More so than the other movies from the yeah. series. I mean, I agree. If, if we're saying that one and three are even... <laughs> <laughs> like, just thinking about, like, ten years from now, the technology... The way we see one and three is going to be the same way that people are going to say... We're just going to say five and six. Mm-hmm. So these last two movies. So. Sorry, I had to get Ryan the... A beverage. Yes. <laughs> the, I, we're going to hit it a little earlier because, like, I mean, we got to okay. jump it in there because I grabbed it. So, oh, yeah. Last time. <laughs> we established last time that at least Paul and I got together for a prequel. Mystery Men. For Mystery Men. We were sipping on some Buffalo Trace. Yes. And I would we decided. that uh, specific episode for our ridiculous banter slash tangent about buffaloes but <laughs> for our fan rehash. but it was Maybe. it was good <laughs> hopefully we have a that. fan by now that can be like oh yeah i've listened to the prequels <laughs> we'll eventually have one that'll, that'll call I've listened to all the bonus episodes the 30 minutes of buffaloes is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> buffalo like, they probably should have put that on the cutting room <laughs> you should have titled this episode buffalo tangent instead of mystery men <laughs> yeah this is the buffalo trace episode <laughs> we're gonna call ourselves the buffalo <laughs> but I mean, normally we'll drink a bourbon just straight or mm-hmm. just have a little bit of ice in it just so we can taste the profile of the bourbon. But <laughs> at least on one of the prequels that we had done, when we were trying to feel out just how the show was going to go, mm-hmm. we made a mixed drink. Hmm. And we did the yes, Kentucky Mule. Kentucky Mule. So and, good. of course, we were telling Ryan that we had done a Kentucky Mule, and he was like, Dicks. I like those. <laughs> you could make me one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> no, just just hearing the two of you talk when Paul goes, Dicks. <laughs> and the next thing Wit says, he goes, I really like those. I'm like, I never said that. He didn't I didn't even it. see that. He's good like, I didn't catch. say mm, good catch. I'm just like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna say anything. Gonna say anything. <laughs> but we oh, made boy. a Kentucky Mule using the Buffalo Trace. Yes. And last time that we did a mule, we used uh, Four Roses. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Four Roses is sweeter mm. because it's that blend of like... It definitely doesn't taste the same. That's for sure. Yeah. It's a different play on the mule. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it still is better than a Moscow Mule to me. Because Moscow mules are just, it's just vodka and ginger. 
<laughs> and lime. So yeah. it's you know it's basic and it's just almost like a vodka soda, but yeah. you have ginger in there. And then I, I like how well bourbon plays with other flavors. Would you agree, right? Oh, bourbon in anything. <laughs> He's like, is there bourbon in it? You can make me two. You can just give him a bourbon and throw in the lime at his face and be like, close enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not tequila, Ryan. You're not supposed to bite the lime and, <laughs> and shoot the bourbon and lick salt somewhere. Like, <laughs> it's like, you can mix it up. It's fine. True. <laughs> but we did a mixed drink this time, so it's, we're not going to like break down the whole bourbon. But we're gonna, I say we get into the chemistry. Fuck it. Let's do it. Just kidding. We're gonna, we're gonna separate. It's not happening. <laughs> we, in this jar, we have the water. Yeah. <laughs> Look, just mix some liquids together, drink it, and it's gonna taste good. That's, yes. Yeah. That's yes. basically what we do. Mix them together. Make sure well, they're in a barrel somewhere. Not for all them. liquids. You <laughs> wouldn't do urine and lime. <laughs> just bourbon. That might have been the guide beer. <laughs> I wouldn't do guide beer mules. It's gross, dude. It's I'm like not gonna do a water. beer mule. But I went, I went to go make one, and I got off mic, and I was like, we need to talk about it. Yeah, well played. Well segged. <laughs> well, well segued. Mm-hmm. Just cruising on into there. But we were talking about the rewatchability factor. I talked about mine. Paul, you talked about it yeah. a little bit. Ryan, oh, would you agree about with it. all this? You touched, oh, yeah. you touched yeah. on it. We covered the bases. <laughs> He's like, we, we just got all three out before <laughs> we, we got the agree. bourbon. We it's great. <laughs> I have to say that the stunts in Simon Pegg... Alone carried rotation. Yes, <laughs> and then you throw. So I would say again, a lot more action in these is good too. Yeah, yeah. And then you throw in that um, Ding Rames is like an imposing force again, a mm-hmm. little bit. Like not imposing, like just like going to hurt somebody. No, no, no. no. He's gained he, some weight in these movies. He's got more so in Fallout. He's eaten tons of arms. <laughs> he's, yeah, he already did up. He's got the meats. What, I think you should Google. At some point, right now, right now, but like when he started doing the uh, commercials, yeah. it was like right See, between these two films, up, right before Fallout. <laughs> yeah, so like, like in Rogue later. Nation, he's definitely like a he's showing his loyalty to Ethan more yeah. than the IMF. He's even definitely, what I would say, not to I guess realize how how this directly tied into your comment, but he softens up a little. Like <laughs> you can see, because because I mentioned earlier, but I'm going to rebring it for the listeners. I really like how Luther connects with Ilsa and like he picks up on Ilsa and Ethan's connection and how Ethan trusts her in Rogue quickly earlier. And then he reinforces that by explaining this to Ilsa and explaining why he does the things he does and why he acts a certain way towards certain people and how he gives a crap. He does this when he does to save the world. Yeah. But he also cares about everyone that helps him and is involved. Like he does in this movie, choose Luther over the... <laughs> The plutonium balls yeah, that are in the thing. His team, over yeah, the yeah, and balls. over the Excellent. nuclear weapons, right? Because he knows we're gonna get them shits back, yeah. and you know. But he, Luther, takes the time to explain to Ilsa, "You're not a side character. You're important to him." Luther's also a ladies' man. He and, is, and yeah. loves the ladies, right? <laughs> in what like a. 30 minute time frame he has this conversation with her and then he's having a conversation with Ethan's ex-wife mm-hmm. like man he just gets along with all the women <laughs> he is the glue that's what but it's, I do it's like... not Tom Cruise's either none it's being Rames yeah. we've right. touched on this many a times that it's like but I like that he's, well, he's spent enough time <laughs> explaining Ethan's relationship with his wife and that yeah. it's over but then later there's a callback where like 
on the he- headsets, like through the uh, comms, he can hear their exchange where the ex-wife is helping Luther defuse his bomb. Shows up, is like, where am I going to run? I'm helping you. I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, and Simon Pegg's like... And uh, she's like... <laughs> he's like, is that Julia? Yeah. And, and then she makes a comment, and Ilsa's like, I like her. I like and then later... Yeah, when like, dang it, I like her. Like, <laughs> at the end... Yeah, and at the end, the part where... Uh, Ethan's like wakes up. You don't. There's a whole conversation they'd ex- had or exchange they'd had mm-hmm. where Elsa like leans over, puts her arm on her, and like whispers something in her ear. You don't hear that part, but they've already had a conversation where they're cool with yeah. each other. And they, I mean, last time we recorded, I think I mentioned the podcast that I listened to with Empire, and it's like this huge interview mm-hmm. with the director of Macquarie, and he touches on like what she says to him. Yeah. He's like, if you're wondering, you know, this is basically what's happening. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, if you really care. And then that explains some of the ways that they're looking at each other now. Well, so I think there's enough in the movie that without that. Like, I think there is, like, which is why he doesn't like, I like make her sure and then audible. He's like, yeah, there's something, there's a passing of but a torch here. It's, or there's it's not as like an it's okay type remark. And mm-hmm. then she goes to him. Well, there's not like there's enough context to where you can connect those dots. Maybe not the first watch, but definitely the second watch. Unlike two were like masks, these guys knew each other, they're dating like what? Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like but this uh, one had enough in Australia for some reason. Yeah. Because there's an Australian pilot. Look, Yay. look, look. <laughs> two doesn't exist. <laughs> Sorry. Just stop. I'm just saying I just saying for reference just point as a baseline. This one has enough context for the follow along. And it makes sense. And it sets up like the audience is okay with their like because there's a, there's a moment where like the three of them or the they're all met each other right, like Ilsa's got to watch him talk to his ex, and Tom's got to or I mean Ethan's got to talk to his ex with the new doctor just standing there not knowing who he is. <laughs> the new doctor husband. He's that pretending he's someone he else. Hints that he's figured it out at the end. He's yeah, like with the whole Indian doctor. army. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, fancy doctor has an old army. So he's like him off definitely. A cliff later. <laughs> he's like, I was wondering why you were hanging off of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> there was no patient up there. What's going on? Right. <laughs> but yeah, that movement was like super awkward, but they fixed that, right? They're the two girls exchanging like a little whisper kind of goes, they're yeah. cool. I We're think, moving on. Ethan's I think it shows up. how much, and this is one reason why I've liked almost all of the stuff that McQuarrie has been involved with. I mean, he was involved with at least the writing process of a lot of Tom Cruise's most recent movies. True. And, I've liked a lot of his stuff lately. Like, I mean, I think he's even helping out with the new Top Gun movie. Mm. But which would be so great. Yeah. He had done that like needs Edge a of solid, Tomorrow. solid script for us to be like, I'm watching this. Yeah, because yeah. I love Top Gun, but like, but it's definitely aged. <laughs> it has definitely <laughs> aged. But it has. He's helped out with like Edge of Tomorrow, which he is did awesome. The I love that last. Movie. Two to four Mission Impossibles. Mm-hmm. Jack Reacher. Yeah, he, he was the director of the first one. And he helped write the second one. So like, he is involved not just on the director side. Like he likes to be in the writing room. And he's and emotionally involved with Tom Cruise. We know that now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are BFFs. They're like what uh, Michael Caine and Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I could pick any of them, but I figured Michael Caine would be the best. I could say like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but that's not as funny. Nah, doesn't doesn't flow. But not as awkward. I mean, I was talking about like I I like how much he was involved with the story, and he's like you're saying he's like basically best friends with Tom Cruise now, and like every single featurette 
on the special features of Fallout is those two people like sitting there talking about like Tom Cruise is basically saying I'm addicted to movies and making good movies mm-hmm. and especially these movies and McQuarrie's like I love this process I love that I get to go do this and if I'm going to do it I'm going to stay true to the stuff which yeah. is why there's so many callbacks to the other mm-hmm. movies well there's a there's something to be said for a uh, good relationship between a director and the major star of a franchise especially if the director or the star is jumping in after it's been established right but like i mean is if you can tell when the director and the and the star have a good relationship the movie flows well there's not a lot of like drama involved you can see the acting is stronger like John Favreau, John Favreau bringing Robert Downey Jr. and fighting for him to be that character at a point in his life where no one else wanted to take a chance or a risk on him. He was like a liability. And you can see right away, they're friends. Like, yeah. that bled into the movie mm-hmm. and it gave... Downey Jr. took that role seriously because Favreau gave him a chance and didn't let him down. And it worked. Yeah. And it birthed a phenomenal franchise from it that extended all the way to Endgame. And Favreau stays along for the ride, but he gave up the directing roles, but he kept a happy role, and he mm. did phenomenal with it. And you care about those characters. Eventually. He's really happy being happy. <laughs> He's happy being happy. <laughs> but he, Ryan's like, I but can't you see that, like, you see as a director, like, there's a connection there that bleeds into the film. And I think that's why McQuarrie is continuing to make films, because he realizes that, like... Him what, and Tom. Yeah, what they have going, is you know? special. They have a good dynamic. It's dynamic. <laughs> yeah. They had to sit down and define the relationship after they did. Rogue Nation. They're like, all right. They probably so went through like a couple's retreat together. This, we need to have a serious talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you, but like Joker, you, you heard, did you read anything about like how the director of that and Joaquin Phoenix like talked after all the time? They were like, yeah. on the phone and like... Typically, Joaquin is like awkward with directors, and like they have issues. But like they connected, and he's that's why it's so good. With everybody, he is. He's with he is. But you can see that <laughs> he, like that was like my name is. Joaquin. That's what this yeah. movie was yes, about, weird. though. Like he yeah. tapped into Joaquin's awkwardness, and that's why it was so good. He let him go with it. Yeah. But now we're into what? Well, we've talked about how much we love this <laughs> gone <movie>. time. <laughs> so, so we have to come into the most struggle bus section for me, which is cons, like. You guys in Fonicon? Did I have I, I have one for each movie. Okay. <laughs> Are they both CGI movies? <laughs> Seriously? One is not. One so. is CGI. One of them is just a slight <laughs> editing problem. No, it's actually not. It's, actually it's a not single frame. A two minutes and 48 seconds in. <laughs> well, so I'm going to let Ryan go first. Yeah, Ryan go first. I would love to go first. <laughs> I'm going to start off with my... CGI that I hated. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Which also happens to be in Rogue Nation. Exactly. Perfect. No, I, I know we talked about it last time in, in our last episode, whatever number episode that is. Three. 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 Uh, it was just <laughs> bad CGI. And in these movies, they do such a good job with stunts and things like that, that when they use CGI in an environment where they probably could have just used a real thing, it just doesn't come it's across as done enough, well yeah. for me. Um, you can see it better. Yeah, you can you can see that it's just like, gosh, you you've done it real the whole time, or you've done it with real elements without CGI so many times, and then you have to do it here like, like a this. shortcut or something. Yeah, so it's almost. So I'll let you say what the con is, and then I'll say my comment. Yeah, so I'll remember it. so in Rogue Nation, I really just didn't, and this is the only, and it stood out to me because it's the only thing I didn't like is in the car chase mm-hmm. when they're doing it. You can just tell so many things that he's doing. It's just like. 
That's so unrealistic. <laughs> that's CGI. That's just staged really awkwardly. And then he backs up and does like cartwheels with his yeah. car. I'm like, that just looks so bad. I mean, so, he did say he wore a seatbelt, right? And then they were gonna, he knew he was gonna do a car wheel. It is a yeah. great line from Simon Pegg as Benji. He's like, because Tom Cruise is like, how you wear a seatbelt? He's like putting his seatbelt on. Like Tom Cruise is. And Benji's like holding, he's like, you're asking me that now? Like, that was the first thing I did when I got in the car. have been driving half dead this whole time, and now all of a sudden. So I just think, like, well, it goes for, and I think it's how it goes from that car scene and, and how the CGI was so bad to me right. to such a great scene when they go on the motorcycles yeah. and they're doing this chase, which actually looks so amazing. Right. It's like this is the first time in a movie I've seen, like, people going super fast and it looked mm-hmm. really good. And then five minutes before, you did a crappy car car cartwheel yeah. a and, car yeah. wheel <laughs> a car wheel car like, wheel and I can for believe most all of that most of that chase it doesn't have to be high speed because they're going through yeah. like a city and stuff but like it's I think I high speed. I think I agree with you a little bit about the Rogue Nation con is you know that CGI moment but it's because they've taken it to a point where it's like it's extreme yeah the the um, the size of the wreck or the amount of flips you know because Casino Royale. A lot of stairs. That was probably their homage back to number two. True. The crazy flips. <laughs> they didn't do it <laughs> slow enough, though. It, it wasn't no, <laughs> it was slow enough. Dude, it would have been like an hour long if they <laughs> filmed just, all those cartwheels in slow motion. It's like 17 cartwheels. only did one flip, but it took three minutes. Yeah. It was just <laughs> like, one cartwheel. Because you've seen in Casino Royale, they flipped the Ashton Martin, and yeah. they literally like set a Guinness Book of World Records for, most for the most car flips Jesus. like in a wreck or whatever. So it's like you know they could have done something practical. What a great thing to be known for! I mean, no, a bunch of car flips, semi truck. <laughs> no one, yeah, yeah. So it's that like, was pretty incredible. That yeah. was a real. You bet the real know, truck. Really flipped it. I don't you think know a they could like have. That. You know they could have literally had a stunt driver just drive the car off and film how that car naturally would have wrecked. Yeah, but they had to take it and you extend know, it and you know make boring, it just ridiculous. Real car wrecks are compared to that. Yeah, exactly. It's not fun. They're just like, <laughs> like they would have just thing, flopped a couple times that, and been like, and that oh. was the thing. Like In that movie, it would have backed off, it would have landed and then just landed on the And top. like skidded it weirdly just, down the stairs. Yeah, it literally would have hit that the back end and then just fallen and skidded to the It would have done three flips. Which no. would have been fine for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly would have been like, yeah, that, that happens. So I'm going to try not to steal that as my con, but that's well, a good con for Ro. So now do your yeah, fallout. Yeah, not fallout. con for fallout. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes, please. And this is going to kind of go into my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I'm going to just group them both. And then let y'all talk for like 30 minutes after me so you can do both of your things. <laughs> He's like, I'm sometime. gonna go get my review beer out. <laughs> and I'm gonna... So, my favorite character is in this character or in this movie, in both of these movies, is Solomon Lane, the nice. villain. Cool. I think he's such a good villain. Mm. I'm nervous. You might be picking my con. But <laughs> in Fallout, like, he had a great presence in Rogue Nation. Like, you can okay. tell, like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing, he's, he's legit. Like, Okay, Ethan can't really keep up with him at some points, but in uh, but in Fallout, I just feel like he's he like was he just existed. He's fridged for like the most. Yeah, of it, exactly. Yeah. He mm-hmm. just didn't really do much. Everybody's doing stuff to get him. He, he spends like I'd say the first act in a in a half maybe being the MacGuffin. Really. Exactly. Yeah, and he's not I functional. Just feel like he was such a wasted character in yeah. Fallout that like. Like just the way hit, like the way the character was portrayed, the actor, the what he did with him, I'm like he's such a good. He reminded me of um, the villain from 
what's his name in uh, James Bond, the, uh, what's the... Which one, Spectre? Which no, the, the, the one where they're... Um... Gold member? Oh, that's Finger? <laughs> no. Skyfall. Skyfall, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Javier, him, um, Javier, Javier Bardem, Bardem in, in Skyfall. He's Javier Bardem in anything exactly. as a villain. But Literally. he's such a good villain. He's like, I know everything you're going to do. I'm just going to do it before you can even think yeah, about it. Yeah, he's always yet. a step ahead. He's, he's always, always super ahead. smart. And I just feel like... And whisper intimidating, too. That wasn't voice. the case in Fallout. Eventually became that way. It did. It did. And then at like, the end, he just like beats the hell yeah. out of Elsa, and you're like, "What the hell?" But, it, but that was like literally the last thirty minutes of a two and a half hour yeah. movie. The first no, two yeah. hours are like, "When's this guy gonna do something? When's he gonna do something?" And so that I, I feel, and I wrote down, I was like, he was subdued. He was kind of not wasted, but there was so much potential to use this guy right. because you used him in the movie beforehand. He was such a great villain, yeah. and then you just kind of like. Had him exist in this area, in this space. Right. So he's he's your favorite character of these two. If you put he's your favorite character of both. Like, yeah. Well, it was either him or or Benji. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was or uh, Bing. No, uh, what's Gosh, her name? Wrong. Ilsa? Isla. Ilsa. What's her last name? Ilsa. Ilsa. Isla Faust. Faust. So the girl. Okay. Um, that, She's mine, I, but you can have her. I know. That's why I didn't say it because. No, you're good. She's great, and uh, I'm just going to stop because now we're going to the characters. No, you can. You said uh, you can. Do it. This but, is fluid. We don't have to but, hit like all the. We already did bourbon before con, so I mean, we already <laughs> fucked it up. No, but I think that was just the thing I struggled with the most. Is like he's such a good villain, and you didn't use him in this movie much, right? Until the no joke, it was like the last thirty minutes. Yeah, I would say that I liked him as the villain in both. Um... Especially because in in Fallout he's a little bit more of a puppet master. Like he doesn't even have to truly be there. But at the same kind of didn't in the first one. He kind of shows up for insurance purposes to make sure it happens. But I think in the other one he manages yeah, to be pr- in prison and shit's still happening. He's yeah. he's he's very much a Moriarty type character. Yes. yes. And if I was going to do the Sherlock Holmes movies, I think for sure I would pick uh, Moriarty as my favorite character, mm. played by Alan. Yeah, Harris. I can't remember his name. I was going to say Alan Parsons, but that's a project. And that's a band. <laughs> 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 that's progressive rock band. Oh, like the BBC TV shows. Yeah. Also very good. He was in, he's in, but like uh, in most of the Sherlock Chernobyl. Holmes stuff, I like yeah, you know, the Moriarty character a lot because he's one step ahead. And yeah. that's very much what they were doing with this character. So like, I would say yeah. that I can see why it's a con because you want him to be... Yeah. More present? If they I had want him to be doing it. If they had not yeah, just filmed that doing it... At his expense, you or don't, to get him. You didn't want him passing the detonator off to Henry Cavill. You I wonder. Wanted, you wanted him to be the one that Tom Cruise had to go. Yeah, like, yeah. No, that was fight or it, trick or or finish off or. And and I think that's one thing that kind of upset me is at the end where he Tom Cruise is going to fight Henry Cavill, and then you got um, Simon Pegg and, and yeah, so fighting yeah yeah fighting him, and you're like. This is but, the main villain. This is the main hero. Why are they not fighting? But the skill yeah. sets too. I mean, it's almost like what they did with Infinity War, where it's like yeah. they broke people off, and they were like, "This is an interesting, yeah, skill set." And I think that he thought that through. He was like, "Okay, like you want to see Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt go fight Henry Cavill's <clears throat> Superman? That's a villain, you know? Right? You want to see those two people duke it out, and then you want to see how this guy, yeah. who's the main villain, that's." 
intellectually superior really like, right he really has figured out how to it should be yeah. the impossible mission of all mission is right. impossible he played a lot <laughs> of really clever moves <laughs> like we were joking like because paul and i were watching it and like texting about it that we had like linked it up yeah and i was like they got done with this whole thing where they were like okay we got to pull the detonator we got to do this yeah we got to do that but we can't do any of that until this happens. Yep. And then once that happens, we only have as much time as on, as on that timer. Yeah. And I was like, the only thing missing was Ilsa like leaning in and going like, and that's what makes this mission impossible, right? <laughs> <laughs> because of that one, that last thing out of the yeah. 10 things, you know, so. But what's his name where he has a line that. about that? Like, uh, to mock it, uh, Terry Cavill's character has already has a, like a, to mock the idea that missions are impossible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, these guys are ridiculous. Yeah. but i <laughs> think i think if they had done masks. like reversed it it would have made more sense for you to have him like starting out as a sort of like a mysterious like like kaiser soze type who the frig is this guy and then he's revealed this badass yeah and then the second movie he's just doing more because yeah. you see him more but i think what they try to do is <clears throat> establish him as this functional like i'm only step ahead of you thin i'm the badass mm-hmm. or whatever and then all of a sudden he's like the MacGuffin, but the first act and change is you think the CIA character yeah. that's helping him is a good guy until all of a sudden I mean even to the, the battle <laughs> he fights him, he cocks his biceps and he's all badass until the until I saw the mustache I was like he might be okay <laughs> yeah until he's in the bathroom and he goes yeah by the way my favorite part about that scene that scene is incredible but it's like Tom Cruise that scene where he did that and it was like in a take and he's like do that again do it again and he's like do what again he's like do the cocking the biceps thing and like Tom Cruise said that to Henry and he's like oh do you mean he's like yes he's like and then Tom Cruise like he like cocked his biceps and my mind was blown like it was such a great way to like establish how it becomes this viral moment of this like entire movie yeah everyone knows what you're talking about but I would like to go Specifically because my con involves what I thought you were going to say. Ooh. And I mentioned this to Wit during our, our rewatch. So they end Rogue Nation with, uh, uh, what's his name, Lane, getting thrown in this box. Yeah. Right. But you establish his, he's this clean shaven, like short haircut, like whatever. Yeah. The next time you see him, He's got a beard for no reason. And I thought it was because he was like in prison right away. That's the con you picked? Well, it's like, it's so, like, there's no context. (laughs) It took me out in the beginning because I was like, they didn't even, like, he's just totally a different looking dude. And I, and I, I don't know, it just blew my mind they didn't explain that because they explained everything else. I thought at one point they put, like, it was a six month time frame. Uh, I know they did in Rogue Nation because Rogue Nation. With six months after the stuff happens, goes. and then they disavow the entire IMF, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it's like six months later, and Tom Cruise has a terrible beard. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah. Was. <laughs> so this one doesn't really so have maybe a context. In, maybe in his dream, he was like, this guy "Well, that's what was." Step ahead that's of me. the reason for the context. He was like, "This guy's because ahead of me. he had seen beard him would since be then, and he dreamed of the bearded version of him yeah. doing his wedding, and like, don't he doesn't really. He's like, "Oh, happy." Him and his wife are like eloping, and like. He's going off the thing, and then he starts going to have and to hold, to like, whatever. He like to wait. To, to drag into danger. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> and that's when he looks at him, and I'm like, how does he know he has a beard already? Like, he hadn't seen him yet. Maybe. Well, he's maybe a pretty he impressive yeah, sketch artist. the beard yeah. itself was like a passage of time. It was. Like inferring that there's But if he had had that dream where he was the old version you remember thrown into the box, yeah. that would make sense for me. <laughs> so, but the fact that he pre- like predicted the future and saw him with a beard already. So kind of it's pretty out. funny. Like after again listening to that interview with McQuarrie. Yeah. When he like went to the guy and he was like, 
So I'm going to do number six, and, like, I'd really like to bring you back. And the guy, he had, like, this huge beard. Yeah. But he was, like, asking him to come back, and he was like, yeah, I mean, like, maybe, you know. Like, it has to be a perfect script. and everything. Right. But he, like, kind of verbally signed off, like, yeah, I'll do another Mission Impossible. And so the actor had this huge beard, and he right. was like, I mean, you can keep the beard if that's what's holding you back. And so he was like. Okay, let's do it. And then the same, <laughs> the same thing happened with Cavill because like what Cavill comes in, made him he had grown it. out this big beard, and like he was shaving before like he went to go to like the first like table yeah. read or something, and he just left the mustache, and he was like, "What do you think of this? I mean, is it a little too on the nose that I'm the villain?" And he's like, "I think I." I think I love the fact that it's fact, that you're in the lawyers. Make sure he can't shave that off. <laughs> and he was like, "Let your beard grow in a little bit." Even like, if just yeah, he's like, "You can super, ask for Superman to be shaved. Don't <laughs> so do it. <laughs> you can keep it." He's like, "I'm sorry, Zach. We're ruining Justice League." <laughs> <laughs> Joss is like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> he's like, "Just like I got sorry, reshoots bro. to do." He's like, "I need to." like salvage this and he's like I think the kids this is gonna go viral he's like it's fine <laughs> so so Deal your ultimate con of fallout <laughs> is that tom cruise literally ethan hunt imagines in his subconscious <laughs> dreams that lane has because it takes you out like you don't see hunt having a, like like prison visits with him to see him with a beard well, you know what i mean know what happened in between the movies yeah but that's the point there isn't context everything else is context yeah you know like Macquarie and J.D. Abrams spent a lot of time establishing freaking context. The tech falling apart, all that stuff, all has some sort of connection to other movies or backs. That one just has this weird gap I don't like. But what was that? I was I had one you for have another one. You have another <laughs> one that's better. No, no, no. <laughs> no I have four. <laughs> no, I don't really. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think uh, for Rogue Nation, it was a there was a, a extensive amount of. It, I think remember when I watched it before I got to Fallout and I connected all the dots for why Lane does what he does and why he can all solve these problems and how they have like a thread. If you watch that and you don't really pay attention, it just seems like a ton of times Ethan misses him and it's mm-hmm. kind of embarrassing because <laughs> also Ilsa's <laughs> yeah. trying to chase him and she also whiffs like every time. And these are like the two top peak, like all of the other syndicate is made up of like X like mercenary type special forces rejects right like from like yeah. MI6 or TIA or whatever else all over the world and these two are supposed to be like the best in their things and you can establish is the fact that him and Il- Ilsa are like perfect for each other and like equals and they can't catch his this guy he's always just a step ahead of him but then I think I also picked up on why I kind of step back because it's sort of there's a lot of parallels that connect in there mm-hmm. like Ethan leaves him alive because he left Ethan alive and it was the same scenario in the record shop. Mm-hmm. So that sounded like a mistake to me that Ethan's screwing up all these times. Yeah. He's kind of like maybe losing his edge, but in the end of the game, he's always playing the long game. You but know? I think he also knows that there's a need for him to keep him alive. Play, that's what's going to play into eight and nine or seven and eight that this guy that he's caught, he isn't really like the ultimate head there's of someone the syndicate. else. Yeah. There's yeah. somebody else. There's got to be, you know, cause at the end of the day, he's, was still just an MI6 agent, right? Right. Like, he seems like a mastermind. But then, then again, that's the puppet string die part. in this one? No. 
He, he's like just beat up and like. Well, she chokes him out, well, no, but he, he goes unconscious. Him. They had him hog tied. Yeah. When they're defusing the bomb. Well, what yeah. I was saying, it looks like she That's kills right. him because she strangles him while while Benji's choking on the yeah. thing, and he can't cut himself, and he passes out. So he has to choose between. She's like, hurry up and die, but he just falls asleep. He <laughs> no, passes he, he out. Passes At least then you see him hog tied, and he's still awake, and you're like, okay, oh, man, they didn't yeah, kill him again. Yeah, because I was watching it. I was watching it. And I was like, I can't remember if he dies for sure, but he definitely got like. Knocked out and yeah. incapac- incapacitated, right? And um, so I was like, "Well, now he's still alive, even for yeah. the next movies." <laughs> well, but at the end of it, they kind of not that they he gets passed off. off. He gets passed off again and thrown into another trunk. Well, yeah, yeah. he gets <laughs> no, handed off. That's what happened. to the MI six. He does, but yeah. like his last words, he it seems like he's so confident and it's like, "No, you can't stop it. You can't stop it." And then they stop it, and he's like, "Yeah." Uh, well, I can't do it. <laughs> if only, if only he had been like, really one second? Yeah, damn it! <laughs> right? Really? <laughs> Wait, did he like bash one his head on the thing? He's like, he's like, you Why bastard! You gonna want that one second back? <laughs> and the fact that Ethan pulled it out with his teeth is pretty awesome. <laughs> he's like, I'm on a mountain. Just barely pick. got it. That's the thing uh, is too. Ethan like isn't communicating with him, so he just pulls it out and goes. He's like, well, we didn't blow up, so I think I did it. Well, it's, it's <laughs> seriously to the point where, like, where they're putting, like, about to cut the wire, and they're like, so how do we know? They're like, well, we'll just wait till one. Well, like, he said, like, he's like, can we do it on two? Luther says two. No, he says two. And then yeah. freaking Benji's two. like, why are we doing that one? He's like, you know, wait till the last second. He's like, what are you going to do with that second? <laughs> that's funny that they ended up on one, though, and he hit it on one because they didn't know. That's kind of clever. Yeah. But it's literally like, you need every second you possibly can. Yeah. To well, here's pull the thing. What if, like, be, because you don't know exactly, like, the time passing, if they're actually happening parallel, what if he did it and he's like, there's five minutes left and they're just waiting until one second left to right. get it? Because well, they like, assumed you had to pull the key and yeah. snip the wires at the same so time. I but, thought, mm, they're just guessing. I thought that my con was going to be something along the lines of, uh, in, like, Mission Possible 2, like, when he gets the whole message, it's like, this will self-destruct in five seconds. Like, we talked, if you we time talk it, about that movie. I'm saying, like, if you, <laughs> if you time it, and he's like, the amount of time it takes him to say, like, if I tell you where I'm... Right. It should have blown up in his hand. Yeah. But, like, in this one, they put the timer on for the bomb, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I'm going to set a 15-minute timer. It was legit. 15, right? <laughs> and it, like... I think I thought of it maybe two seconds too late, so I was like, I'll do like 14.54, and it literally went off like two seconds before the one second. It's pretty close. And I was like, well done. I thought I was going to catch you. I thought I had my con ready to go, and now I have to come up with another (laughs) one. Or trying to fabricate a con, but... It was like an Easter egg in Fargo where they did that, where the guy mentions the time, like, oh, we got to wrap this up in 30 minutes like just off comment in and the I movie. love it when movies get it right 30 minutes to the second when that movie ends like it's just like from that moment yeah. so I it's, love un- it it's unsurprising it right. if he planned it that way and it worked but out I guess I'll go third well you want to you want to do your con or you want me to get rid of my since he already did his oh, favorite wait. character no I'll do my con okay we'll go back and I'll forth he did say we could talk for 30 minutes so for Rogue Nation I have no con that I can think of bullshit <laughs> I mean, he's playing Halo 2 instead of Halo 3. Okay. <laughs> All right, got Halo 3 would have been a way better game. Fair enough. I'll take but it. But no, like, Rogue Nation, <laughs> I thought that I was going to easily have a con just because I don't gravitate towards it in my memory of, like, being like, oh, yeah, I want to go watch Rogue Nation. So I would have to, if I had to pick one, agree with the CGI con, probably, just because it's, like, it's yeah. a little too unbelievable. 
and they extend it to a level of an extreme wreck instead of just it was a high. I mean, high speed wreck. Hold his breath, the like, helicopter crash scene. Like, but he days. actually he actually learned how to do that. Oh yeah, and like went on talk shows and the, he was like, no, I I really did six minute takes and like they had behind the scenes, so it's like. Okay, fine. That con can't be there because he really can do that. And so, like, I guess because I went behind the scenes just enough that I was like, I mean, I can't hate the process that he went through. But you I certainly can. But again, the practicality is the thing that I love about movies when they pull it off with practical effects, or even if yeah. they use a model instead of CGI, mm. it feels more real. And so, if I was stretching for a con on Rogue Nation, I'd go with CGI. And you could all, you could go with the. Uh, I'm pretty sure he would have been more hurt from like going like a hundred and just falling off a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also true. But he's always ridiculously surviving falls. <laughs> yeah, he's like Wolverine. <laughs> and like in this one, like in Fallout, he shattered his ankle and like limped off the screen. I was like, well, maybe he can survive a motorcycle in real <laughs> life. I say I made a comment on like couple, like last episode that Tom Cruise himself. Is like a meta human. Yeah. He in the scene in Fallout jumps roofs, smashes his ankle, gets up and runs, and like that's the take they leave in the film. <laughs> and, then, and he was like, "Did you get that?" They're like, "Good." He's yeah. Because like, I really have to. Yeah. Well, he and Benji with I mean, uh, Simon Pegg has a reference to him when he talks about that scene. He's like, he really screwed himself up, but he just he's so like into the character he just kept going <laughs> he's really got to complete the mission right he couldn't be like ah cut <laughs> he never says that, that he, he literally limped off and he was like hmm? just that whole roof running scene but the angle it's funny because the angle's so focused on that you I'm can tell he really <laughs> like there's no way like it wasn't his torso and he did it on off camera he does it on camera yeah, yeah. and then the camera this angle is immediately him running and it's the same shot just flipped but you can tell it's the same seamless cut that yeah Take. Well, they've done a really good job of taking, especially Ghost Protocol, and extending out the realism yeah. to an extent of yeah, better what luck like, with the gadgets, gadgets do <laughs> and like how much he can achieve. Yeah. You know, again, like he's hanging on a plane. It's like, could that happen? Did that plane really have the things that he could have pulled on to? It's like, you know, until you deep dive into it, you don't really I think really we're know. missing the craziest stunt in either of these movies. In with the, the Halo rainstorm? The Halo jump. Well, I think we'll, I think we'll definitely hit that on the favorite by character, favorite scene part. Or the other okay, movies. I got my con. Okay, I found Ooh, it. Oh, yeah. We talked long enough. So I did mention this in like the, in the one point five. So <laughs> one and a half. If anybody doesn't know what point five means, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> my couple drinks in, I totally so forgot how to do decimals. My my ultimate con of this movie is that Jeremy Renner didn't come back. Yeah, as Brant, like it's noticeable that like he ends off in Ghost Protocol, right? No, Rogue or Rogue I'm sorry, as like a functional like part of the team, where you know he's like established a Lutheran shit. But they did a good enough job in Rogue Nation where his he a, he's not out. necessarily a field agent. He's still more of an analyst side. Where he's yeah, but at the end of the, the day, secretary. But he's with the drama with he's IMF being on the fence again. You know, and and needing. What's his name? Uh, Alec Baldwin's character to like, badly. Yeah, to like stick his neck out and make all these risky moves. You think Brant would have filled that role? What the? <laughs> we will review our beer later. Well, I guess we're doing that one now. Nope, not that one. We're doing that one. 
much. This will be a mystery for listeners. That one's just for Ryan, so you can just be prepped <laughs> hey, for the next it episode. It is. You can do what you want with it. So, you, so go to your cons. So my first con I was saying is that uh, Bradley uh, Brant. Brant was missing. Bradley. Brant, Jeremy Renner, yeah. is not in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that he would have been a really functional piece. Again, like he worked in Rogue Nation where he was on the analyst side technically still. No, he was in it. He wasn't in Fallout. Fallout. He was in Rogue Nation. Fallout. My, my con for Fallout. I don't really have a con for uh, Rogue Nation. Well, I was just saying, they blend so well, While you were bearing it up, he was talking about that. Brant. I was listening. Well, he was, he established, I was saying that he establishes like, a really major part of like the liaison for the IMF yeah. like in the court system yeah. and then he's missing when they're still struggling with that in this Fallout movie when I think he should have been yeah because in Rogue Nation he's literally like until there's a new secretary I can't, I can't, say, anything. I can't say anything and then yeah. under secretary the table Bruce. later it's like Alec Baldwin's the secretary yeah. you know so it's like he calls him Mr. Secretary at the end he calls him secretary but he hasn't like those people don't know that he's the secretary so it's a yeah. pretty cool twist at right. the end and I feel like it was missing him, and he had two movies that he had gotten to build that relationship with the team, and it would have been a really good piece of the puzzle right. to keep in there. And my other con has to do with the Halo jump scene. Mm-hmm. I love every single thing about it. Everything I've watched about it and how they did it is amazing, but... Do you really need to CGI and implement that there's a lightning storm? <laughs> like, it's already ridiculous. Like, again, jumped it's, out like of planes already. The, it's like you're saying with the car wreck in Rogue Nation. It's like they've taken it to the point where it's already extreme. And now you're adding another layer to make it just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Navy SEAL's Halo Jump, so it's not like it's Halo Jump in itself is an extreme thing. Militarily wires or agent, secret agent wise. Yeah. So they're like, how can we make it a little more extreme? A lightning storm. Right. It's like, I understand. And then you what got the arrogant doing. CIA guy goes, oh, see you later. And like pulls his but air cube out and jumps. Yeah. <laughs> and he's it, like, lightning. And then he gets zapped like an asshole. It does allow it to have some of those more theatrical beats where he has to switch the oxygen and like the guy got struck by lightning. So like, I think he gets struck by lightning to like establish that he's straight up a villain. Like, you know, like it's kind of like a foreshadowing. Like, he's a dick. <laughs> God thinks so too. <laughs> Check the box. And then he wakes up and he's like, Oh dude, are we going or what was wrong? <laughs> like, I see you lost your oxygen. <laughs> you lost your gotta, lost your oxygen tank. Keep it on there, man. What a <laughs> you gotta be prepared for everything. But I mean, that's just especially after you see them do it for real and you see the making of and you see the camera and what it looked like without all yeah. the stuff that they had to add to it, you're like Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, yeah. and it's so cool. And then you watch the movie, and you're it's like... It's a little unnecessary. It's, yeah, it, it's extra, but it's still cool. It works for the story, and it works for building the tension between Ethan and... I don't even remember his actual character name, but Henry Cavill. Yeah. But... Walker. 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 The hammer from the Actually, CIA. wasn't he actually uh, the other dude they were supposed to be? Like, he was... Um, What's the name of that character that they all thought there was the like Chinese six guy? There were people that were Lark. Oh, John Lark. Lark. That's it, John, John Lark. Lark. And that's Lark. actually, I think, who he is, or they have a pseudonym for him, because he's that guy. Yeah, he tries he, to pretend that Ethan Hunt is that guy. He wrote the manifesto. Well, yeah. they were somebody else who was that guy, and then they probably, 
Ethan as that guy, then he's that guy. Well, I thought like when they tricked him into thinking he was talking to Lane, he was admitting that he was Lark. Because he'd spent yeah. all this time telling the CIA chick and then telling and giving the, giving all that evidence to point towards Ethan that was so over the top that Ethan yeah. was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows in this room that this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Including you. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> looks especially away you. And that, that's also kind of a tiny con for me. Like that moment where he just goes, he's like, he's establishing that's overkill. Kind of like, he's like, wait, this is, this is the, what we need. He's sort of connecting the dots. And you look at him and he's like, mm, like he looks away. And I was like, <laughs> dude, you're a CIA agent. Yeah. Like you're supposed to not break your like cover. Like that was a break. That was a straight up like, Oh, in the moment when I shouldn't look away, I'm going to look away awkwardly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell everybody that I'm the bad and guy. And again, like McQuarrie was like, just the mustache alone is giving away that you're basically a villain. Yeah. So Could've, the just, entire you audience made a comment that like, you should be twirling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I co- that would have been like, like a total only, like, Ooh. I was like, if only, like, we were talking about mm-hmm. on our on our text chat. Ryan, you tied you were, Ethan or Ilsa to a train tracks. Well, Ryan wasn't included because we we were like we'll spare him from the one million text million messages text that we'll send. But we were talking about like how awesome it would have been to have like Henry Cavill make a western. Movie oh yeah, with like a mustache. Oh, that would have been waxing it up, twisting it. And then up. we were joking. I was like, what if he did like Tombstone? And you had like Henry Cavill's like Doc Holiday or something like that, and he's just like twisting a mustache. Yeah, like, look, just you're twist a daisy your if you do. Your biceps. I also your think biceps, good... then your shotgun in that order. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, or the biceps are louder than the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, the biceps. Are <laughs> but I think I think it also play well with that. With like you know he like ties some like a, a damsel to like a train tracks and has like an old timey bomb with the wick. <laughs> He's like, all right, I have Isla or Benji. <laughs> Which Isla one? Isla or Luther. Hmm? Get on the train tracks. Yeah, right. <laughs> He'll sacrifice losing plutonium for Luther. <laughs> he would have probably let Benji go. <laughs> He's like, sorry, Benji. It's only been, what, two and a half movies? Ben Graham's, I'm, I'm going to say. <laughs> He's been here for all of them, even if it's just a cameo. <laughs> Which Brant probably could have done a cameo at least. By the way, I was thinking about that. Yeah, Luther he could have cameo easily ghost. popped up somewhere. Yeah, he should have came in at the end, just like Luther did. He should have been like wearing an Alec Baldwin mask. That'd have like, been great. Pulled the it whole off time and had a Alec Baldwin on. It's like yeah, but that sucks. It's like Alex he got dies, me with he... a knife, Ethan. Like I was prepared for bullets. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> knife got me. me. <laughs> in the armpit. <laughs> so those are my cons. Nice. Multiple. So I'll go first, into my favorite first character. First time ever with multiple comments. I'm proud of you. Very proud. You're getting better at this. I'm learning. You're learning. So <laughs> Ilsa, for me, for both movies, was pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Um, but was she your favorite character? She was for, and she was, because I like that her character was like incredibly capable, very like chameleon-like. Just like Ethan. She almost hits all of Ethan's notes, except for she's a little like a hair more confident and more... Uh, I would say functional, but <laughs> but anyway, I would say that the two of the, the like, two of them are good she, pair. Yeah, she does a good match. job. Well, she does good, but I think she like is a really solid match. Like we were having issues with like the female characters keeping up with Ethan or being functional or not or being fridged or being useless till like three quarters in. I was really happy that she's solid she wasn't all the way through. Con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She didn't. She wasn't oh, with Khan. But where I think she, the <laughs> reason I like my, her, they heard my thoughts. <laughs> they were like, "There's a guy yeah. who keeps hating the lead female." <laughs> yeah, 
Well, in general, I think they clean up all of our cons, right, along the way. Like, my problem with attack being too many fuck-ups and it keeps falling apart. To this one, there's enough little mixtures and they flip on stuff and they change it where it's not obvious it's happening over and over again. They, some things work, some things don't. Yeah, he lost his oxygen. Right. Because he had to <laughs> save someone else. But it wasn't because the oxygen broke. It was because he, this idiot passed out and he had to save him. <laughs> and then but, he shattered the laptop. Right. And then, yeah, shot the guy in the face. But it wasn't because it malfunctioned. is because this brute bashed the guy in the face it's and the other guy smashed it. <laughs> so that established why the attack was broken because it broke in process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. I just yeah. broke the screen. Right, he's still the trying keyboard to do it. still works, right? Yeah, but either way, uh, she does a great job. The whole film being functional, and then she connects on with Luther on a level. Luther identifies her, so she's in before she's in, and that's why, like in the first film, and in the second film, so you're con with with Lane being totally unfunctional, yeah. and then you see, and you mentions that. Lane, you probably would have liked Lane fighting with Ethan, but Ethan's still fighting Captain Douche on the helicopter scenario on the cliff. <laughs> I think that's a purpose, right? Because, like, yeah. we've already established Ilsa and Ethan are a decent match. Now she's got the main bad, and she's saving Benji, who's Ethan's buddy, and having to choose between Benji and the big bad terrorist yeah. monster, and she barely chooses Benji. Well, I think but she's a good like, match for this I guy. that's why I loved her character so much is because in the first 75% of these two movies, she has one sole focus. And it's always about her and Ethan getting in each other's way mm-hmm. throughout the first yeah. first movie and then the second movie. Having the same purpose so but coming out of the They're both getting each other's way but then it's then there's like a switch that's flipped and she's like, okay, I'm going to join you. Instead of trying to do my thing and keep running into you, I'm going to join you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the, and that's when you say, like, she had a choice. Before meeting Ethan, she would have killed, um, what's his name, in a heartbeat. But Benji, the fact yeah. that Benji's hanging there after right. she hit her character transformation. She's but like, she'd already established it in, in Rogue Nation, right? Like, like, she's outside that water chamber. Right, and Ethan's yeah, yeah, yeah. almost—he yeah. actually blacks out. Yeah, and she saves his life and brings him back to life. She then immediately ditches him to continue her purpose, but she does. She makes sure he's still alive and still in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she took a risk to do that. She didn't have to jump in there, but she just had a feeling at times it takes too long. The oxygen's running out. Let's. She went in and saved his ass, and I think that speaks to her character as something Ethan would have done, and he has done in that movie yeah. for her. Like he shoots the other guy to save her. He helps her out. He finds an escape route, and he then he lets her go. Like she says, "I gotta jump out. You can find me." And he goes, "All right," and kicks her. <laughs> and and like they have like four meet cutes in rotation. Have a lot. Where like he like gets done doing this whole choreographed fight scene, but like this impromptu fight scene with the characters, and he's yeah. just like. That worked really well. Like, we don't know each other, yeah, right? We like, work really well together. the first time we've ever met. <laughs> yeah. And they, they in sync fought. It was great. And then again, like, he, like, he helps her. He's like, he's like, I've got a way out. You know, yeah. if you want to. And she's like, okay. You should right. trust and him. Then, and then they're in the car, and it's like, if we're going to keep this going, <laughs> I have to make it look like I escaped. Yeah. So I'm going to just roll out. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think that's why Ethan, <laughs> I think Ethan thinks about that and Fallout when he runs her ass over. Because he knows it's her, hits her on the bike over the car, 
Because he's like, she can survive with flying out of a moving vehicle. She can take this hit. And it's got to look real. <laughs> like, she's well, no, literally no, no, my equal. Like, I hope you're okay. I had to do it. Yeah. And she's like, of yeah, course. She's like, no, I would have done the exact same thing. Well, you already shot Luther in the chest you know twice. That. And Luther yeah. was like, he's like, Luther, okay, I didn't hit you in the face. It was kind of dark. <laughs> which, which makes the whole idea totally of her brand being you. stabbed. It's like, yeah. I had the bulletproof. Mm-hmm. That would have been a really It would have been part. a good seg. Too bad he's Hawkeyeing it up in Endgame. Yeah, too bad he's in like eight other franchises <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. He's probably also like camoing, camoing, cameoing. He's, he's hunting Cam- and cameo. Well, I, camo and cameo yeah. could work in like Ocean's Eleven. He's probably just always in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone, it's like, was Jeremy Renner in this movie? No, I thought I saw him. 15 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in like every romantic comedy. Like you just don't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he was okay, doing like, yeah. he's like tag and while well, oh, yeah. yeah, he was doing tag and some other stuff at the same time. Because he, he, he didn't do Infinity War. He was doing a lot in 2018. <laughs> yeah, he was. But this is also fun. like a movie that's. The- he was on tour as a, in a band, wasn't he too? <laughs> he's Yeah, he's releasing music. <laughs> like he's. Doing it all. He's probably writing four books. <laughs> right. But, I, I mean, this came out in 2018. This oh, is the youngest movie that we've done. <laughs> Everything recent, we've, yeah. we've done has been, like, it's from the 90s. It's yeah. not younger. Which is older well, than you. It is younger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm try- That's the wrong idea. <laughs> but... I mean, we've done stuff from like the eighties, the nineties, yeah, early two thousands. Um, right saying, on the cusp was one of, of like two thousand ten for movie Ghost theater Protocol. movies I've seen. So yeah, yeah. So like this, this is the closest to Freaking one of the COVID. movies that we started seeing in yeah. our group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you can see in this conversation why we have started this process of yeah talking and turning this into a podcast. So you went ahead and did. Your favorite character. Yeah, Elsa. Brian did his way early. Lane. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He went, he went total he was south like, and picked the villain. villain's my favorite. You fight over the hero. I was excited to talk about it. I couldn't hold he's it. Like, and I, he's like, I love the villain. You guys can fight over the heroes. <laughs> I get the villain. <laughs> I love the jerks. So, Benji or Luther for So, you? I'm going to write down the jerks so that we talk about watching the jerk later. Yep, yeah, who's going to use Benji or... Well, We've already gone over to ours. I get to go. Benji? Yeah, you can pick Benji because he's not in the second. It's a different yeah. character. You can have him. We both pick characters from both films that are in both films. but Benji's in both films? Yeah, Benji, I meant uh, Brand. You can pick Brand. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was like, yes, I can. He's no, you can't pick Benji. He's off limits. <laughs> I, I already picked him for like Ghost Protocol. Yeah, and you already picked Tom Cruise. Sim, you already I picked, picked him Ethan. for three, but then I picked the villain in three, so... Yeah. I picked Tom Cruise on first movie episode one. two. Yeah, yeah, you threw it out the window <laughs> right in the beginning. Yeah, movie one, and then we realized uh, movie <laughs> two. Like, you probably could have snuck it in there, except I'm a no, douche and called two, you out. You like one person. Yeah, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all know that my favorite character in Mission Impossible Two was what's his name, pretending to be Ethan Hunt. <laughs> yeah, the bad guy, the villain, <laughs> or maybe Thandy Newton, but you know, yeah. Well. <laughs> So for Rogue Nation, my favorite character is probably Alec Baldwin, just because I like him as the secretary that's also not the secretary yet, so they're playing mind games with him, Mm. and he's playing it super seriously. 
So you're seeing him as the like head of the CIA, basically trying yeah. to outsmart Ethan, and then you think that Brant has undermined Ethan's team, and you think like I really like the way that that character was introduced and how he became the secretary, but not all the governments even knew that he was the secretary. Right. I liked that setup. I liked really the performance that Baldwin does. Like it's one of my like favorite Baldwin performances in recent years where I was like, I'm not just like sitting there going like, Alan Baldwin's getting, you know, to the point where I don't really care anymore. I mean, I've (laughs) seen him done so many Saturday Night Live hostings where I was like, you're just tired out. Like do something different. (laughs) And then he was like, I'm going to do 30 rock and be an angry douche. No one likes. I was like, damn it, Alec. Stretch (laughs) a little bit, you bastard. And then I'm just going to go be Trump for like the next 10 (laughs) years. Well, then he was Trump and I was like, ah, he's pretty good at Trump. He's pissing Trump off. That's enough for me. And then, (laughs) but then in this one, you're right. I liked him in it a lot because he, he like, not only is he just like a, He's like the like a head guy. He's like the CIA head of the CIA, and the secretary was saying, but they pull him into a bit, right? They pull him into a, a bait and switch mm-hmm. with the prime minister, and I think that's a really good. That's probably one of my favorite scenes besides they, stunts. Because you can't tell until the end that he actually knows what the hell's going on. Up yep. until this point, you think he's in the dark too. Well, in Rogue Nation, he didn't know what was going on. I thought I'm pretty sure they sort of no, like connected no. at the end. Didn't he they? gets bait and switched like at the same time yeah. as the prime minister. So, like, literally, he's trying to warn them, like, insistently that Ethan is coming to get him. And then that's exactly what's happening. Oh, wait. Sorry, my brain twitched that. But my brain twisted that part with Fallout where he did know what the fuck was going on. Right. In Fallout, it's the exact mirror image of that. It's like he's now officially involved in the IMF and he knows all the stuff that's happening in the inner workings. And he says, now I know why you guys like this so much. Yeah, and he's like, I can see why... You know, he's like, I'm starting to have Damn fun it. with this. And then he gets stabbed. And <laughs> did that, he for sure die? Well, let's be oh, clear. He's, he's dead. He kind of just saw him die. He, did they see the light? His laugh, the yeah, yeah. His eyes glazed <laughs> over the whole nine. You know, last comment for whatever. Just go. Yeah. Go and then on. he's like, and then he just like has that slight to the left hand. Yeah, they nod. tilted a little bit. But let's be clear. He signed his death warrant when he tried to fight Superman. That was a bad idea. He did yeah. not throw enough punches. <laughs> oh. He was going for the body. And I was like, have you seen his body? He's, he's got some, inter- tree he's got some interviews where he was like, I got to fight with Superman and it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I- to all you need to do to beat Superman is get a like, like a toe hook and just stick it in his forehead. Oh yeah, right in the forehead. <laughs> Who would have thought that you all he had to do was drop a half a helicopter off a cliff on a big chain? The exact in the spot that the Flash has to touch with the perfect run at the perfect speed. I mean, <laughs> he's like, I can do it, and touch him on the forehead, and he's, yeah. he's awake. Just wow! Like I'm just. <laughs> I mean, that was. A, you mean God did not like that guy? He struck my lightning, and he put this random hook this wide. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but, but shortly before that, he got his face burnt off. Yeah, he got two faced. He literally yes, became. He, got, he made that comment, and I forgot about it till because you were like a like I don't know like a half a two seconds ahead of me in the movie because I realized in that moment you're like you do feel like what are you talking oh, oh. And you're like he did and, well, and then he literally says the exact same line that Two Face has in Batman Forever. <laughs> He's like, "Why won't you just <gasps> die? Yeah, why won't like, you just yeah. die?" Texting Paul, I was like, "Yeah, he has the line and everything." He also has a two faced line. That was a good callback. Well done. But <laughs> you're giddy because it was Batman Forever, not Dark Knight. I mean, <laughs> I mean the Batman <laughs> Forever. Again, 
I ride hard for Batman Forever. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Unless it's last episode where you ride hard for Batman and Robin. I mean Batman Bat- Forever. No, <laughs> parts of Batman and Robin. Yes. <laughs> There's a scene or two that I'm like, mm. love, love it. Scene or seven with Schwarzenegger, but whatever, we'll get to that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's fine. It, it's fine. It'll work out. When we review it, it'll work out. But my favorite character for Fallout? I mean... You took the villain. You took Ilsa. Yeah. Those are probably the two that I would have gravitated towards. Well, you, I mean, we picked uh, both movie characters. You could pick Alec Baldwin again. I'm wide open, to be honest. There's a lot of good characters in there. I mean, Benji, you can pick Benji. I'm a big fan of Benji in this movie. You stepped up. I am a big fan of Benji, and I think that's the logical choice for me to pick. If I'm not going to pick one of the two that you've already picked, Mm -hmm. I would probably pick Benji. And so I'm going to pick Benji. Okay. And no pressure. But I like that he has grown in his character. Yeah. Like in the first couple of movies that he's in, like the f- number three, he's just in the crime lab. Yeah. And he's like, you can see he's doing computers. Yeah. And he's potentially going to be a replacement for Ving Rhames. And then in the fourth movie, he's doing a little bit of that, but he's also passed his field test and he's a field agent. And then in the fifth movie, he's a f- he should have been a field agent, but because the IMF disappears, he's now working for the CIA, and he's like basically just Bored. running circles. He just or, like he's literally playing Halo like two or three at his yeah. desk. <laughs> I think that might have been like you're mad about the Halo three, but I think it's because that was the most recent Halo when they're filming. I think Halo I mean, was released I after just it was released. Said two instead of three. It was probably more like Halo but, like. Seven, <laughs> which is the one coming out like this year. Six, six coming out this year, isn't it? It's five, well, they have four, then five, then six. Then they have the expansion stuff. You know, well, yeah, the, by the time you add it all together. But I think at the time of this film, I think you're. I, it, well, it's a double, double-edged sword. It's accurate for like the time of the actual film was being filmed. Yeah. However, he is in the CIA. He should have advanced copies of stuff, so it should be true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm right. Okay. To be fair, <laughs> but he's advanced. You know, he's already an advanced analyst or computer guy. Yeah. And he so could be like he's uh, literally like polygraph tests during his. But he's using <laughs> his field agent skills during the polygraph test to beat that. Right. And he, at the same time, during his real nine to five job he's also like just lapping people he's yeah. like i already like clear more code and stuff than anyone else and then by the time you get to this movie he's gotten a little bit over the whole like i just want to get out in the field and i yeah. want to wear a mask yeah <laughs> he's like every movie he's like can you stop making me wear masks <laughs> like in four and five he's like he's like masks masks <laughs> i get to wear a mask well, it's gonna be amazing joke. he makes a joke in the in fallout in rogue nation he's oh like, rogue nation even a mask won't work. Like yeah, talking yeah. about getting to that facility and mm-hmm. cuz they check your walking cadence and just the way you Yeah, walk. Like, yeah, even yeah. A mask won't work. <laughs> he literally was like, "So I don't get to wear a mask." <laughs> he's like all like annoyed about it. He's like, "But, yeah. you know, and he's like spitballing and but then by the time you get to this movie, he's the main character that's wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like Wolf <laughs> my favorite, Blitzer. My favorite well yeah, he's Wolf Blitzer, which is awesome. But my favorite I think my favorite scene if I was a pull one just like not related to my favorite character that we normally do is the part where they're trying to decide who gets to play Lane. He's like, why do I have and to he goes, Why do me? And Luther just goes and he points to the two of them and so size difference. He's like, obviously, you're going to play him because I'm and a giant black dude. And in the back of his mind. He's not a giant black dude. He was like, if only 
Brandt was here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But you said Brandt's too tall. You said like he's gotten an expert with tech, and I noticed in the in Fallout that there were some lapses in his expertise. Like when uh, when Ooh. Ethan's running through like hmm. across the building to oh, yeah. catch Walker, he's like he's oh take it up. right. And he goes he had the screen lock on. Right? And he goes, oh sorry, screen lock's on. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, like Sorry. 2D, oh, I did 2D, not 3D. The like, and then he's like, the third floor? I'm jumping out of a window. And then he takes he's like, like where are you? Window. Oh, oh, shoot. There I wrote, you are. I wrote, it, I wrote it out the other day. I was like, the, some of those lines that he has in that scene, because it was supposed to be really short. Yeah. And the it kept lives? getting extended, mostly because of like Simon Pegg's like, banter. He's like, yeah. why is he running in circles? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I had it locked. And then yeah. he's like, oh, it was in 2D. Good luck. He's like <laughs> you know? he's like the GPS in like the office where they send him in they send him into the lake and he just goes into it. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like it told right. me he's like, to right. go to the right. <laughs> right here. Turn left. <laughs> go across the street. He's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> he sends him in like the middle of like that funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I am so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. This. I think that was one of the What's only wrong? lines where like Tom Cruise says something that I actually laughed. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a good delivery. I'm so sorry about this. I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> then he like runs and like thirty dudes chase him through that yeah. same funeral, and like the entire funeral is like, this happens. Right. This is the thing that happens. That happens. <laughs> <In> Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? So those are my. I, I have to say, Benji's probably again my favorite character. You know, yeah. I agree that like he's a solid villain in Lane, and I like the Ilsa character a lot, and I think that. Really goes back to where we were talking in Mission One, where yeah. we were like, if they were going to reboot it or recast it, you know, what if they passed Simply. it off? Like this franchise is not going to just reboot, right? You know, it's going to continue on somehow. Yeah. And we were like, what if they passed it off to a female lead? Well, and they they have they finally leave that open. This has to be like Fast and Furious, where they have thirteen movies, and there's at least one character that translates into the other movie. Yeah, and the only one that everybody really wants to see is Hobbs and. That's Shaw. That's the really the only one we've seen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the only one you've seen. That's the only one that I've seen. It's the only one I remember, except for the first one. The only one I'm willing to rewatch. Let's put it that way. Uh, but I will say, on your point though, like we talked about that when we were. Talking about we're gonna how we're gonna watch these two movies, and I was like, oh, he also sort of sets up. We were talking about Brand sets up, and we didn't really get there yet. But now after watching these two, I can see. So they ended Ghost and or not Ghost. I'm sorry, Rogue Nation. And you were saying it like was supposed to be an end film, but they hadn't really tied up her character in a good bow because they kind of sort of set up that she still has a little unfinished business mm-hmm. with Lane, and they mm-hmm. just captured Lane and her whole like way to. Build, like re-credit herself, I guess, get out of disavowalment over in England is to kill to Lane. kill Lane, and they never got to do that. So this one sets up the plot that she has a connection to having to chase Lane down and actually finish that job to get into it. And at the end, they clear her name when they pass her from the CIA, throwing trunk the trunk into the MI6, and give her to yeah. uh, what Shaw's sister or whatever we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that leaves her. With an empty slate, meaning she could do whatever she wants now because MI6 is no longer looking for her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she could easily slip in the IMF because why the hell not? I mean, they got Australian dudes. Why can't they have an English check? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the guy. Can she fly a helicopter? She, oh, he can't. Well, I remember Tom that. Cruise. That was also a thing that I noticed. We talked about in texting. Why can't Ethan... Like, I thought it was a good 
for the movie, like, that he's confused about flying a helicopter, but I feel like by now he should have been able to fly a helicopter. Well, the only no, other time we really saw him in a helicopter... He doesn't fly anything. He just jumps out of things. Right. That's a and, valid point. And goes from high distances down He gets... Things. Yeah. He, he gets propelled by the helicopter explosion. He shoots down a drone. Yeah. He's in a helicopter trying to... Uh, but I just think it's funny because, like, yeah, almost other... Drone, but not the person, like, controlling the drone. From well, like, the almost helicopter. the other, like, superhero or spy-type characters in other films, like, automatically just know how to fly yeah. freaking everything. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Matrix, they just... She just, ooh, gets a program in the brain and can do it. But Ethan is a IMF <laughs> agent who should very well be... I mean, you can, he jumps out of a cartwheel car into a motorcycle and whatever else. He can drive anything. Fit, well, technically, pretty, he figures sure. out a helicopter by default pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, "This is power." That's a little bit too much. <laughs> this one's, <laughs> yeah. this one's yeah. down. He's like, "Up, down." Okay, I'm gonna crash it and land this thing on the on the you, cliff. You can't figure out a helicopter within 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Let's stay in 15 minutes. <laughs> right. I can't even figure out how to fly a helicopter on a video game. Sometimes I'm like, "All right, we're going up. That's down." But mm, man, I wreck into a building. Oh, oh like, not to. All right, we're done. I remember the thing that I mentioned to him during my rewatch that I swear to God I did not remember this. During my rewatch, because I only seen Fallout once, but there's a part where they are driving that that box truck and they just go through the shallow, the narrow passage, and they just wedge it, and then they kick the window out together. Yeah. And then in my brain, right before that, I'm like, oh, and cue the waiting motorcycles, like just yeah. as a joke. And then it happens, and I send it to him. I go, I swear to God, I just had this thought, and I do not. I've seen it, but I don't remember that at all. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then I'm like, oh, they just jumped in waiting motorcycles. <laughs> but of course, uh, Ethan doesn't start, and he gets delayed. And I was like, ah, yeah. there's a little bit of that. <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny because I was like, I didn't predict that but i did <laughs> so he's like uh motorcycle i was like yeah ever since mission two i was like he's gonna just all of a sudden be on motorcycles it just seems like an odd like do you know do you think they were planning to park that there and then ditch it or purposely ram it because they pre-measured the distance between they definitely the didn't mean to get it stuck <laughs> right but it kind of like, we gotta get to the motor yeah <laughs> but it was like the right, perfect the spot <laughs> where it blocked the cops behind them and yeah. then you get away so it, it seemed like they planned it but I mean, again, like... That's Ethan, incredible planning skill, though. The the reason that we liked Ethan, or at least especially that I liked Ethan in the first movie, is the fact that he improvises. He He's not like a Brant who is just surgical and, like, he's... And, like, upset of, when it, things aren't planned correctly. Well, no, they, they refer to him as a surgeon. Like when they, no, as a scalpel. As a, as a scalpel. As a scalpel. She's like, <laughs> use yours a scalpel. We use a, a hammer, hammer here yeah. at the CIA. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he definitely just goes in as a wrecking ball. But that's a good point. Like, you can. That's such a good, a clever know, point. Like and a, Miley Cyrus is right behind him. Is that a character reference or a sexual reference? Right. Well, that's a clever point because Brant, if you look at his character, like. <laughs> God, you guys are ridiculous. But the. Uh, <laughs> We're not videotaping any of these podcasts for the record because the yeah. off-camera or off-mic stuff is ridiculous. But to your point, Brant is more – he's analyst, analytical, right? Yeah. He's the analyst, but he also like – you see when he's got skills, he can surgically remove like, – re- like automatically, reflexively take apart a gun mid-shot. And that part kind of separates those two, right? Where you're like he's already – he's kind of like repeated this so he has – there's no room for error. Right. Right? And on top of that – uh, Tom Cruise is always like having to improvise because he's used to shit falling apart and Brent was never really a field agent long enough or at least we haven't established it to be able to do that. He's kind of having to improvise by default while the other two are busy uh, recognizing that things fall apart and making adjustments. Yeah. I mean, like, he's... 
that character that can figure things out on the fly. Yeah. And, you know, Brant is just trained. Like, he's, yeah. like you were saying in our last episode, it's like, this gun's pointing at me, I'm either going to have that gun or it's not going to work. And I was saying, like, Ethan's like, as long as this gun doesn't shoot me, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's my only goal is to not die. Right. <laughs> and that's his only goal in most of his stunts and most of the things that he's doing. Right. So that's just one of those things that we always end up talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've covered our favorite characters. Yep. We've covered a little bit of our bourbon drink. We went, we went into a the, little bit we of the reboot because well, we, we did, talked about like how we could go into Ilsa taking talking over about for it him. passing off to possibly a That's the only lead. thing currently that I'm thinking I would be all right with because I I after watching both these connected and Ilsa I like her character enough to where I'd be like, "All right, I'd take her like I wouldn't say replacing but like taking over the mantle a little bit." But I don't see yeah. how they're they created too much of a kind of romantic connection for me to think that Ethan's gone from the yeah. series. But that's why he's in the next two, right? So Yeah, I think we've said it since Mission 1 that Tom's they are not it. rebooting or recasting this, or even pre-booting it, yeah, like it was, we did for well, like one movie. This is technically a film adaptation reboot of the show, so it already yeah. is a kind of a reboot. But they're not going to do that anytime soon. Like by, no. by the time they do that, it'll probably be like... Ten years from now? More than 20, 10 years. 20, I think Tom Cruise is still making this mission now. Mission 8 is coming out in like 2022. As long as like everything doesn't keep getting delayed for well, a I mean, if they Spider Man, and that's what, 25 minutes till the next reboot? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, does Sony own it? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Nope. Nope. Tom Cruise owns it. Oh, okay. MCU is going to own Tom Cruise. Don't get minutes. me started on Sony and Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll do a Spider-Man. Oh, segue. No, we'll get there. oh we will be touching on Spider-Man. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Spider-Man very soon. Spider-Man's favorite. Hopefully soon. soon. Spider-Man gets us off on the Marvel tangent, and then we'll yeah. just be a Marvel podcast for like two years. Yeah, we'll forget we talked about other movies at that point. We'll be like, Can we talk about something? Else? No, we got to do every Marvel movie. All right, so like we're in a good place for our next segment. Oh yeah. We got we got to pop open the beer. So what we got Ryan, here. What Ryan? did you bring us? Because I did not know this existed. I didn't either until I saw it in the case when I was picking out of the beer. <laughs> Ryan's like, I'm did you like almost fall tropic- asleep? Because this is like hypnotic. The bot, the can, man. It's yeah, like, it's oh, it's like it looks tactical. like a hypnotic zebra stripes. It does. Tiger, tiger stripes. stripes. Tiger stripes. Oh yeah. No, it's that noise. I thought we had agreed that I was picking up beer. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but Paul was like, oh, I just want to get some too. Well, I got well, some just because Rick wanted to fill the fridge a little bit. Well, Paul got, picked up Tropicalia. I got which, sipping beers we'd already established. Okay. Okay. We we reviewed Tropicalia on a prequel, so we definitely need to do it with you being here. Because we've already talked Whoa. about on every right. episode. Tropicalia is going to be like every third or fourth episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's it's literally <laughs> it's been mentioned be on it definitely every cameos, single at least. recording. <laughs> At the very least. It is the Stan Lee of our podcast. <laughs> Tropicalia is a Stanley <laughs> yes. Ever podcast. That's a good one. It's like, wait, did you say Tropicalia? I'm sorry. Ooh. I meant we're drinking Sweetwater. This one, it's funny you said zebra or and or tiger stripes because it tastes a little, tastes a little like a, I drank it at a zoo. It, it, ta- it tastes like zebras and tigers. It does. It tastes like, um, no it bears. smells like grass, like, but not like front yard grass, but we're like the kind you feed to like a zebra at a zoo. <laughs> that is, so, but this is, how do you even say this word? 
Lupulus? 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 Hazy Double IPA. I have no idea. I just saw it. It was something I've never tried, and I was like, we're doing it. It's Creature Comforts, which is the same people that make Tropicalia. Siltra Nelson Exotic. It's an IPA, which is double the only beer that uh, I like to drink. <laughs> if I'm yeah. purchasing beer, I'd rather it be IPA. <laughs> He's like, out of my comfort zone? No, into my creature it's comfort right zone. It's right into my creature comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's right in my creature comfort zone. <laughs> Hashtag creature comfort zone. Right Again, there next to acai. If you're you listening to get it tr- right, right after the acai, uh, as long as there's water. <laughs> yeah, gratuitous sponsor so, request. Creature comforts. <laughs> but no, this is like... It's almost like a a double IPA version of Tropicalia. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the hazy citrus. Double IPA, citron, but it's not at the same time. Like it's, I don't think they're tr- they're using as many fruits in this. It's yeah, if that's what you're picking up on. Do you taste any other fruits? No. <laughs> He's like no. 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 <laughs> no. He's like, I taste beer. He's like, guys, I got it because it's got a cool citrus. can. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Stop him really on the spot. Cool. Like, I didn't research this before I got it. I was like, it's Creature Comforts. It says IPA, and I haven't had it before. I'm like, we're getting it. Gotta have it. Gotta yeah. have it. It is delicious. Well, that's the it purpose of this. Good. So, like, you know, not just it. Like, talk about beer, but be yeah, adventurous with beer. It is, again, like, I mean... I feel like season one of this podcast is going to just be a lot of citrusy or fruity like IPAs. IPA beers and pogs. And well, I mean, it's the summertime. Why not? That's what it's we're summertime. I mean, True. we're going to get into porters and get into some really weird flavors. I'm down we get to porters, the fall man. and winter. We'll it's get there. a lot of coffee, chocolate, stouts. We're going to be like, this one of, has like a little bit of a bacon. Eating, we're going to be eating a lot of beer with spoons. Bacons. A spoon beers. <laughs> I had a beer the other day with my brother that he brought over. He's like, I thought you might like this. And I was like, you you do know it's summer, right? And he brought like a maple, like bourbon, like yeah. breakfast beer or whatever. I was like, I mean, I'm going to try it because you brought it. But it is summer. We want something like refreshing and fruity or something. Yeah. But I was like, it literally tastes like I'm drinking a McGriddle. <laughs> and then also having Nothing about that sentence beer. makes me angry. And then also having Except beer the mix, at the same I was like, so you I was like, okay, so you've taken McDonald's breakfast and then turned it into a beer. Awesome. I mean I, I feel like I gained two pounds just listening to that story. <laughs> like just thinking about drinking the beer, I was like, this one's no. gonna hurt. <laughs> it's very syrupy going down, but I'm not angry. But like for now, I mean we're still on the IPA train and this yeah. is Creature Comforts, which is Always good. I don't yep. think I've had a Creature Comforts that wasn't at least... I think I it's good because I'm... I mean, It wasn't good? You had a Creature Comforts... <gasps> We're not going to talk about that now. What? what? You got to save it for a review beer? No. I'm are we having a, a, a con beer day? <laughs> we tried one. We're like, this one sounds like it could be cool. We're like... Guy beer? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. no thank you. That's one of the ones where, like, I think we did without Ryan. Where we don't have to let Ryan try that beer. I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna put him through I'm that not shit. purchasing that beer oh, ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan Sorry, water. If you wanted to sponsor us, yeah. we don't like the guy beer. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I literally send us plenty more of this acai beer. Yeah. Ooh. Acai. Acai. We will ride hard for that. Acai yeah. me. In fact, I even Ryan will ride hard for the acai. For the record, <laughs> I will actually say I ride hard for the acai. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> Published. That could be a second buzzword. Acai. <laughs> well, for the record, I yes. was looking for acai solo, like a, like a six-pack or something, and I couldn't find it. I saw the guy beer. 
As a, like, as a, like a six hard pack? pass, like an eighteen pack, and I was like, "This is way too many yeah, for me to throw in the garbage." So then, <laughs> so then I found, I saw your your mixed bag one with with acai and some other crap in it, and I was like, ah, "I don't want to buy that one again." Like, I still so I, get a job. I just don't want to buy the guy beer. I don't. Well, like, if it's in there an accident, I don't want to like. We bought it's not the worth pack. It. Yeah, I got the pack, and it was like, "All right, there's two I haven't tried yet." I was like, "I think I might have heard a guy beer." But yeah. I know it's got 420, it's going to have the IPA, and it's going to yep. have, like, two flavors. And we tried that guide beer first, and then we tried the acai, and I was like, worth every penny of getting that guide beer to get to the acai so that I now yeah. know which ones I want a one-off of. Well, to anyone listening that has listened to that episode, you just to remind Ryan, but it, I tasted that and forced Wit to talk about it because it was... It, Made me angry in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. You opened it before I did, and you're like, you better open that because I am not happy, and we got to <laughs> knock this part out. Yeah. Are you pissed? I'm pissed. Let's Let's on. My mouth is but angry. Is There's a picture delightful. of a guy holding a fish, and it just tastes like that fish. <laughs> I taste that fish right now. And you were like, mine looks like a, I think it's like a, like yeah. a raft on I was mine. Like, My guy's like <laughs> snowboarding down a mountain, yeah. and I'm just tasting yellow snow. Yeah, it's yellow <laughs> snow. <laughs> But no, this was the same side Creature of the Comforts same coin. Lupulus? Loopulus? I don't know where you got Loop is the first. Loop you. He definitely threw like a like I in the middle there. It doesn't exist. Sorry, I've been trying to help a first grader learn how to read, and she throws in a lot of extra syllables. I'm like, what's this word? And she's like, once a, I was like, it starts with a L. <laughs> I was like, that letter's L. She's like, wrecked. I was like, it starts with an L. <laughs> like, I feel like she's helping you not learn how to read. <laughs> yeah, it did not help me. Because <laughs> like, you're uh, like, Laya Pasaba. What been the hell is this word? <laughs> program. Plata, platypus. Creature <laughs> comforts, platypus spirits. Lupulus. No, I think it's lupulus. <laughs> you're like Drax. What <laughs> Emulac batteries? It's like not even close to what I said. Emulary batteries. It's emulary. But yeah, and somebody's going to correct me eventually. If we have like any listener listeners, yeah. they'll be like, "You were way off, bro." That's my favorite beer. It's my How favorite beer of all time. That's my Tropicalia. I was like, "Well, it was brand new when I tried." It. <laughs> I but work no, at a zoo. Was, this is solid. <laughs> I don't think it overtakes Tropicalia though. No, it doesn't replace yeah. Tropicalia for me. Does anything? It's always a re- It's like eating French fries and being like, well, I mean, I had these truffle fries, but mm. McDonald's French fries are <laughs> way better. These waffle fries are great, but they're just the same, but a different shape. But if only they tasted <laughs> like McDonald's. Yeah. It's like the whole Jim Gaffigan like bit where he's like, has your mother ever made food that tasted better than a McDonald's French fry? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> the entire audience is like, yeah, McDonald's. I, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, <laughs> They're like trying so hard to be like my my mom. Like she, uh. dude, Jim Gaffigan spends an entire bit about like all these different directions of why hot pockets are horrible for you. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure 89 percent of the audience went out and bought hot pockets on the way home. <laughs> they definitely didn't buy lean pockets. Well, yeah, I mean, it's lean pockets. Where he says that it's like lean pockets, and these trucks is like open Just, package, place in toilet, flush. <laughs> it's a genius. Jim Gaffigan is so, yeah. a genius. Solid, solid beer, Ryan. Yeah, I'm not unhappy but with it. I wasn't worried when I saw Creature Comforts on the box. So I was like, no, no, no. No, 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 But I'm intrigued. I'm unha- not unhappy with it. I'm not as happy as Tropicalia, but I'm actually... Now I 
morbidly want to find the worst one creature comforts mix. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll let Ryan tell us that off mic, and then we'll do like a bonus episode. He knows we'll the secret. Like, and he won't tell us. We'll be like, he said it's terrible. Let's try it. It's like, it's like we'll try, like, the, try the try the puke flavored uh, jelly bean. <laughs> Dare you? <laughs> but I have the Beverly. You just uh, told me it tastes like puke. Why the hell would I eat that? <laughs> yeah, you go to the you go to the World of Coke, and they're like, try the Beverly one. It yeah. tastes really funky. Everyone's you're like, the Everyone's I gotta go that. right to it. It's <laughs> uh, just not good. Well, we will write that down yeah. for another day. It's Mental just note. not good. <laughs> Easter egg for listeners. Easter. We did not say what it is, but if you can figure it out, we might drop it in other podcasts. It, yeah, definitely. If you can guess it, then I'll send you a case of it. Yes. You won't want a case, but he'll send it to you. <laughs> You're not gonna, it's just going to show up on your... Somebody's going to like tweet at him and he's going to be like... It's yep. gonna be like Dang hot garbage in front of ours. And they'll be like, why is there flaming back of oh, shit on my yard? That's the that? beer. Right, like, why did I promise this? Honey, it's one of those flaming bags again. <laughs> <laughs> don't stamp it out with your boots, Ted. Yeah, don't stamp it out with your boots, Ted. <laughs> don't tell me my business, devil. Nice. That's another move. So we need to write that one down. Uh oh. Do you realize I made a big boo boo? It's gonna be mad. Uh oh. I missed 114 on the timing. You missed my light again? I know, it's 138. 138? It's like 24 minutes past since I was supposed to tell you. All right, well, that's the perfect time. I'm okay with talking that. about reboot and does it hold up. I'm pretty <laughs> I mean, sure we've already covered both of these. Reboot, <laughs> no. I mean, they're still <laughs> making No, let's go to hold up because, yes, but we talked about how, like, 10 years from now, maybe not. Well, because of tech, is, it's so recent. We just recently I, watched them. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it'd be interesting for this because this was literally two years ago. Right. I think instead of saying, does it hold up, do we think it will hold up? I think it will. I think it will for the reason that you guys mentioned, you mentioned specifically about how, like, and he likes when the CGI takes you out of the film, but this last one didn't have that problem. No, it didn't have that much. And yeah, that was the yeah, thing. Yeah, the only CGI weirdness they was were the fixed, They, they kind of ironed that well, out, and it hel- wasn't like, even that bad. The helicopter's rolling through snow, but that's pretty it's unbelievable. But it looked well, realistic. I thought they did that for real. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't look crap CGI'd. <laughs> except for that hook in the face. <laughs> Ryan's like, you I mean, can't was, fool me. No, I know you saw it. Henry Cavill didn't really take a hook to the face. I got a spoiler alert. He did not take a hook with a helicopter attached to the face. I would have loved to have seen that in slow motion. It would have been cool. Ooh. Give that a throwback. To Just gave John Woo one so. scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only callback they this did. Scene? Like, like, they did a callback for like... Every single like, yeah. including Mission Impossible Two, where he's like basically free soloing the mountain. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they basically did a callback to that one to the. Well, that counts as two. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a John Woo film. If he really, if if they really wanted to have the ultimate callback to two, it would have been a slow motion scene. Been slow, slow motion, motion motorcycles <laughs> jumping <laughs> each other and like like it's maybe like when he has like the, the uh, when he has the detonator thing. He's like when he goes to spin out, she's like. <gasps> Yeah, it's like why did they slow that down? <laughs> Are they gonna have like a slow motion where they're where Luther's cutting the wire cutting and he looks wires. up at Elsa and Elsa looks at him, he looks at her, he looks at him, looks at her. <laughs> a leaf goes between s- them and then the wires cut. They do a slow mo <laughs> side by side of them both cutting waters. At yes, the time. just <laughs> the split just screen slow motion <laughs> click, <laughs> and then my timer goes off two seconds early, and I'm like. You failed. <laughs> Mission not accomplished. But no. It th- was impossible. I think it'll hold yes. up. I mean, it, it's the sixth movie in the franchise. It's hard to find cons. That's probably why it holds up the best. It's hard to find cons. 
even like the CGI stuff, like there's not a, a whole lot of CGI. As much as it pissed him off that it was an unbelievable car cartwheel, I still liked it. No, that was the last one. I'm just saying both of these would hold up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Rogue well, Nation. And and you can't really, and you can't really go Fallout wouldn't hold so up without much. Rogue because they're like Infinity War and Game. Like, there are two movies that just kind of go together. I'd rewatch them, but not individually. I'd watch them together again. Yeah. If, well, I, if I watch Rogue Nation, I want to go right to Fallout. Yeah. I think one thing you are talking about about well, seven-hour process is, is the whole <laughs> the whole idea of the tech. And in the first few movies, it was like it had to be high tech. We had to do this, but I don't think these movies re- really rely that much on like having such high impossible high tech. Yeah, yeah exactly. like those crazy gloves that no. fucked up. On no, they the don't. Dubai. They don't. They're not relying on those things. They're just using some things to make it easier. But for the most part, it's it's all about these. I mean. Wit said it earlier. It's like it's about the stunts and it's yeah. about how crazy can mm-hmm. I get them. Those are always going to hold. People are always going to jump out of a plane. Yeah, not yeah. during a lightning storm, but yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> that's not, just dumb. Not even the CGI. <laughs> even Ethan was like, "We should probably wait," and he's like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, he's going to get shocked." <laughs> <laughs> See you in Paris, <laughs> you in, but not but like. <laughs> I mean, I think the reason that it's going to hold up is that it connects all the way back to the original. So like, yeah. Again, the only one that's going to be sitting even semi in limbo is two, because <laughs> semi, it's, it's, it's way out in limbo. <laughs> but I would have forgot about it for the sake of the of fact. Cliff. <laughs> for the sake of the fact that if you buy it's this entire probable, <laughs> it's not even part of this franchise. <laughs> but highly unlikely. I mean, and when they started slowly. making when they started making this movie, like. Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie, like, they were having a discussion. They're like, what do you want to see happen in this sixth movie? You know? And I believe they agreed that they wanted to see at least the love story or at least the story of what was happening with his wife. Yeah. They, they wanted to, tie up to see that there. tied up. And they did it really well. They did a very good job of it. My wife was like, oh, he's going to get with his wife, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. But he also gets to move on and go do missions. more missions. Yeah. And But I like I liked that Luther sets that. Luther goes, they both, mm-hmm. like, you kind of get that, right? You kind of sort of get that's why they're not together, right? Why he's got, after, after what happened in 3, you kind of get... They're like Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Well, and then right? what happened in the time between three and four, like the story that Brant is telling about how he was like basically a Secret Service type character. He was like, I was supposed to protect them. Yeah. And she got captured yeah. again. Yeah. And, you know, then he killed all these people so that he would then also take on another mission of going to prison. Yeah. So he could make it think that she's dead so that they yeah. stop coming after her. Yeah. And then he's also in prison. So it, it closed that loop enough. Yeah. But it didn't give you the closure of the loop. But like, I just like Luther establishes the fact that she knows and he knows that she wouldn't be able to carry on with a marriage with a guy who can save the yeah. world. And she can't sleep comfortably knowing that every minute she's with him, he's not stopping a terrorist nuclear explosion right Mm -hmm. and then she goes i'm happy without you knowing that you're out there yeah because you know basically she's saying i'm happy 
without you because I know that you're there. Yeah, she says I sleep soundly at night knowing that you're saving yeah. everyone and you're not with me because <clears throat> of that. But he goes, she also goes further and says, I wouldn't have had the life I like now without, without having gone through yeah. that with you. Like, she had mm-hmm. a boring in the hospital life. Now she can travel the world and yeah. save randos and do whatever she's doing. And she's part she, of something that she, she didn't wouldn't have, have had the before. confidence right. to go do that stuff. Like, if she, she in established three, she had, she was kidnapped. The fact that she's, <laughs> Ryan makes like his point. Back from the dead. He gives her a gun and says, point and shoot. And she unloads yep. and kills a trained assassin. And that's the moment where she goes, I'm more than just this boring ass doctor nurse person that I was before. I can do things. Yeah. And that's why when like this one happens in fallout, she doesn't just run away with her new doctor husband. She goes, Luther, how can I help? I've already yeah. helped you. And Luther looks at her and goes, no, well, you shot a dude uh, who should have killed you and you <laughs> killed him. So yeah, pick up the slides. <laughs> her husband even says, he's like, I didn't really leave, even leave New York until I met yeah. her. And so he's like, that, we've just gone all over. So it's like this spiral. Like she, he inspires her and she inspires mm-hmm. him and she's inspiring people because of Ethan. And Ethan just thinks he's going around doing a job. But it's kind of like, I don't know if you've seen The Old Guard. Have you seen The Old Guard yet? No, not yet. On uh, Netflix? Yeah. It's <laughs> worth a watch. Plug for Netflix. Yeah. It's a plug uh, for Netflix, but it's more a plug for um, we, we Charlize watch, Theron's we character. We watch Netflix. <laughs> not like a, it's not really a spoiler, but it kind of is. But like her character is like an eternal-ish, lives a long time character. And her character does all these like saving people in major events throughout time, thinking she's just doing things because she's doing the right thing. And who's in it? Charlize Theron and a bunch. So is this a prequel for Hitchcock? What? No, it's not. Well, it's, it's actually not far off. Because those that. people are basically immortal. They apply that they're people. like angels or whatever in that one, but this one is kind of like a bunch <laughs> the of. The after credit scene is literally Will Smith being like, <laughs> so girl. Well, yeah, but they can't so, be near each other. But like this one sort of establishes it's not too far off from it. You'll see a connection there. But what I'm trying to say is that she does all these things throughout her existence because she thinks it's what her purpose is but doesn't really see the side effects and this other guy figures out their side effects of where her actions cause chain reactions that help thousands and thousands and thousands of people Mm. that she never sees happen but because she did x y and a through z happens you know like it's a ripple effect and that's what ethan hunt is ethan hunt is a ripple effect every time he saves somebody or does something that nobody knows is happening someone sees that that's in his little group that is now affecting other people. Like we don't know Brant cause he's gone, but maybe he's off doing IMF crap and saving another part of the world as a, well, literally a now the- <laughs> confident uh, agent because of his experience with Ethan. Well, and literally the end of ghost protocol where uh, Benji is like sitting hmm. there. He's like, Benji's of- exhibit B. He's like, none of these people have any idea that, a nuclear bomb almost went off like yeah. right over their heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he literally like looks up. He's like, I mean, like the next mission can't be any crazier than that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He was like, I already have PTSD from that one, yeah. so everything else has to be easier, right? But again, before he calls Benji randomly at in episode three or mission three, he <laughs> Benji's nothing three. doesn't think he's going to be anything but like this computer nerd working at IMF for the inside. He always he's not sure if he could even be an agent, and Ethan pulls him out into the world, into the yeah. real world, and goes, "You, I need you." You're the only person I can trust right now, which is crazy because he's like, this guy's a super spy. Like, how the hell is he trusting me with this? I'm clumsy, but I can use computers, you know? And now he's like masked dude and he's like doing all this crazy badass stuff. I think that just from his witty banter, you know, he's improving. You know, he's 
throwing that together, and that's something that attaches itself to the Ethan Hunt character because he's like, yeah. maybe subconsciously that's how that worked. It's like, oh, this person is like matching wits with me, mm-hmm. and he's also really smart. So, well, it's clear Ethan picks him because of that. If I was like, in the bind, maybe I'd call this person because a he's good with technology, b we match wits, and c he's the only person I ran across. I he's the only person I ran across in the entire time I was in headquarters, besides the secretary and the yeah. actual bad guy, who and, are both spoiler alert questionable. <laughs> But yeah, like, but Ethan inspired him. He inspired Luther. Ethan inspired everybody, like, yeah. around him. And that's, you can see Ethan's goal isn't cocky enough to be like, I'm inspiring everyone around me. Look how awesome I am. He's like, I'm barely surviving every one of these things by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's why it's going to hold up. I got a lot. Up. That's about like, it. It's going to hold up because they all really do mm-hmm. work together and they do progress way better than. A lot of storylines do in franchises. Yeah. There are some... X-Men. A lot of franchises go off the rails. And this X-Men. One is, this one has continually gotten focused on the rails. Like, it's every step we talked about, with the exception of two, like, continually gets more and more honed in and lasered in. They pick yeah. up all the mistakes and they kind of try to refix them and do better the next time and better the next time. Yeah. Where your con and rogue is kind of unnoticeable if there's anything in, in Fallout, you know? It's like a micro version of what Marvel does. They heard, like, Wit didn't like the chicks. Let's fix the chicks. All right, we fix them. <laughs> I mean... Wit like one of the chicks. Let's fix it. So yeah, but like... The yeah, I like Elsa too. <laughs> But not for this movie, but for the <laughs> Either okay, way. fine. But it's like a micro version of what Marvel's doing. It's the only good thing to come it's... out of two <laughs> is Wits one, like, yeah. the one time he didn't like the female character, or yeah. did like a female character, was the worst well, movie. Mm. Yeah, she honestly wasn't a great character. Hey, there was a motorcycle chase scene in that one, too, okay? Yeah, there was motorcycle. There was more like a motorcycle kata, if you were dance if there was. <laughs> They just and like, there was also a crazy car chase. They just, for some reason, both agree that the best way to get rid of these motorcycles is to smash each other and then smash ourselves into each other. Let's yeah. blow up and then I'll <laughs> almost stab your eye out. Right. And John Woo's like, well, no, wait. Was it John Woo or John Woo or Ang Lee? It was John Woo. It was John Woo, right? We were thinking so, like, John Woo was no. like, yeah, that knife can come this close to your eye. Yeah. We'll practice well, a lot. Almost as close as that helicopter blade from a season or the first movie. <laughs> yeah. From season one. Season one. Episode <laughs> one. Season one. Season one. Oh, round one. Whatever one. One. Episode movie. I don't know well, why pa- that right now. No one I mean, cares. You gotta give Paul credit. He watched the actual show. <laughs> yes. There are episodes. Have seasons <laughs> and episodes. That was a missed opportunity at Tom Cruise's point Just for not labeling them episodes. <laughs> He's probably Master. the only one at this table that's read the Game of Thrones books. Let's you watch honest. your mouth. I haven't touched those. You haven't? I was the last one to watch Game of Thrones out of the three of us. Let's be clear. That's accurate. I thought you were the last one to watch Westworld out of the three. Also true. <laughs> also true. Okay, so sorry. But All to be fair, television. But to be fair, Westworld's not over yet. Game of Thrones is painfully over. So, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> so <laughs> to wrap up, nice. What's next? Mission Impossible. <laughs> What's next? I mean, next movie. This is the one where we could finally up. talk about a I next know. movie. We've been doing this for two episodes I mean, in a row. Are we going to sit here and debate for 30 minutes on what we're going to watch next? Or I mean, we're at an hour and 52 minutes, so eight minutes till two hours. Are we, we going to say, guys? If you say Lord of the Rings. If you say Lord of the Rings. Swear to God, no, I will I cut you. Yo, I don't have time for that right now. I will look. cut you with Sting. I will get my, my Sting from home. I'm just kidding, I don't have a Sting. I wish I did. Look. 
My dad has one. Listen. The letter opener. Whoever's listening. <laughs> we love you. We thank you. We're going to probably text for three weeks to figure out what the next movie we're going to watch. No, no, no. <laughs> well, no, we should probably hash it out. So are we going to do well, a franchise again, or are we going to do a one-off? So we start with there, I guess. That'd be easier to sort of figure out. <laughs> I think that we should do some kind of a one-off that branches off of the things that we've talked about for Mission Impossible. Or it's, well, it's worth noting that I realize we're in mid-COVID pandemic. Got it. I got it. Depending on your perspective. Spies in disguise. <laughs> spies like us? Yeah, we all, we all have kids, so we can be like, Spies like watch. us. Spies like us would be so good. So good. Have you seen Spies, spies like us? I feel like you don't know what we're talking Dan about. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. No, I'm talking about... I know Will what you're Smith. talking about. You're talking about the animated feature yeah. with Will Smith yeah. and Tom Holland. Yeah. I'm trying to pretend you didn't say that by saying spies like us. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that. Paul was like, spies like us? Is that what he said? <laughs> Paul like completely like, ignored the last like, three words. Well, I haven't I seen that one. He's like, Ryan, that's, that's the best thing I've ever heard. And he was like, that's not what I said. Yeah, you said that, right? <laughs> not even close. So... <laughs> What we had started to do on the pro pre, pre, prequels mm-hmm. and bonuses is write down some of the actors we talked about or other movies that we might have talked about. It's sort of a sag into this film. Try and figure out where our next segue would have gone from that movie. And I think I'm the only one who referenced a different movie. I don't know how you got to spies in disguise. Well, was it just because they're secret agents? How he's a spy? Well, and you have a child? No, I said that. (laughs) (laughs) You're like my son might want to watch this movie, and I'm I've already seen it four times. So can we talk about this one next? I I have no idea how I got there either. That's a good point. (laughs) He was like, it just popped into my brain. I was like, let's do that one there. No, no, the only other movie I referenced was James Bond movie. But what, what, what James Bond movie though? What was the one I referenced? Well, if you I don't want to get Skyfall. into James Bond, dude, because like I'd want to go back pretty far, but not all the way back. But James Bond. <laughs> well, no. Does anybody see, even of the three of us? Does anybody even know how many James Bond movies are actually been out? Twenty four. Wow. Is it twenty four? Twenty four is what No Time to Die will be at. Okay, twenty four. You're right. See, this kid's oh, always pointing 25. out shit that isn't even made yet. It's <laughs> counting as a. Film. It was supposed to it come out a month ago. That's a count. Well, no, New mutants. It's not out yet. I know. With you. Like the one. Like the, the it's in the bank, but it's not released. We got to find out if I'm right. If we can't watch it, it doesn't exist yet. I know when the bond came <laughs> you can't out. Can't do an episode like without watching it. And mm-hmm. then there's been four Daniel Craig movies. Um, yeah. Well, who, who's the, the most the well, there's prolific to be Bond cool. actor? Right? Well, is it Sean Connery? Well, here's the thing: we could do Bond, but we could segment it by actor. We could, and totally skip over Timothy Dalton. I was about to no, say, Ah, you bastard! <laughs> I don't That's know. Timothy Dalton. I didn't start, but I started giving a crap at Timothy Dalton. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, I like the Timothy Dalton. I like Timothy Dalton. I like Timothy Dalton in general. I like him more than Roger Moore. <sighs> To, I, I mean, like we start talking about Timothy Dalton, and all I want to do is go watch Hot Fuzz or The Rocketeer. <laughs> the Rocketeer is like, like the weird character in Hot Fuzz. Oh, Hot Fuzz. He's, he's technically like the villain, like, isn't he? The greater good. Yeah, he's Speaking of Simon Pegg. Well, I was going to say, Simon <laughs> Pegg would be a good second to there. I, we could go that way. Fuzz. We can go Hot Fuzz. But do you do Hot then Fuzz? Then go into James Bond. <laughs> but do you do like Hot Fuzz for Simon Pegg, or do you do like Shaun of the Dead? Hot fuzz. <laughs> I like Shaun of the like, Dead. Uh, no question. Shaun of the Dead is like chock full egg uh, Easter eggs. Like I like Shaun so of the Dead. So is Hot Fuzz, but but I like Hot Fuzz. But also some of the 
gags and jokes from Hot Fuzz spawn from Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of Easter eggs that spill into them. They're connected. <laughs> it's a yeah. tough one. It's so tough. We'll do it another series. <laughs> so, I mean, the reason that I would shy away from doing like a James Bond or something because we just finished off so Mission. many and they're too similar. And it was really fun to do. I like Mission because it was the American James Bond. Yeah, but it was really fun to do some one-offs and see where they sent you. Yep. And then get into a franchise. And I know... We only did one-offs because we were like, does Ryan not like this? And it turns out he likes all of them. We're like, damn it. We were like, I was like, Ryan, we were talking about this movie. And he was like, I like that movie. Yeah. Which is why the first episode was Planes. Because we were like, well, big Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He wasn't even, he wasn't even alive. It's like, I watch yeah. that every 10 minutes. It's like, like a... Just like, I watched that once a my, year. My family would disown me if I didn't watch that movie we're once like, a year with them. Just in case he can't be here, you know, we'll pick something that maybe yeah. he hasn't seen. It's like, I love that movie. We're like... No, we and just, this is why... You told us like... Wife, he's like, I'm going to make this episode. (laughs) Same movies, I don't miss a single one. But right after I have a kid, we're like, hey, let's start watching movies and doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we picked like we all would be missing movies and podcasts if we had just had a child. We specifically avoided (laughs) if our wives had just. We 100 percent avoided MCU, but we specifically avoided functional franchise that were obvious. All three of us would want to spend a lot of deep dive time into. I don't think James Bond is worth it because there's a. I don't know if there's like enough of it. (laughs) To really go into. If we just Danny Daniel Craig, great, but I'm not totally mind blown by his James Bond anyway. They all seem like the same kind of movie. If I was going to watch a Daniel Craig movie... They be- do all run together. They do. I only watch two of them. Yeah, like Skyfall, Spectre, and I Casino watch, Royale. I feel like the Casino same kind Royale of... Casino Royale and Skyfall. But I think it's mostly those because the they spend a decent amount of time connecting all those plots. Yeah. Which is, like, meritable. Like, I kind of like it a little bit, but I also... Don't. Well, it's the only James Bond to actually connect things. Everything else is like a one-off movie. And- like even even the the Timothy Dahl movies don't hundred percent really connect. And no, like, but um, the- you could watch all the Sean Connery's individual and be happy and out of order. Same thing with the Brosnans. Like they semi connect. Brosnans where they started doing that, but not just seamlessly. They didn't connect based on story. They connected based on characters. Right. But I mean, they didn't yeah. change Bond enough to where, or change like the entire storyline enough. They kept his cars almost identical through all of them. Yeah. They're just different. The car is the Stanley of the right, of the James Bond. But I mean, they device. didn't drastically change it enough. They had like yeah. spikes in it so you can drive some ice or some crap for like ten minutes. It was there wasn't much enough to where I was like, wow, that really changes Aston Martin. I would have better buy all of them. It wasn't like the Batmobile. No, no, <laughs> the Batmobile no, except for. Batman and Batman Returns always yeah. looks way different. Yeah. And even in Batman Returns, it turns into uh, a disco way Batmobile. <laughs> it turns Fucking into rave like Batmobile a for the It's like a submarine bullet. What is that weird shit? Is it the Batman and Robin one? Like, you would know this because you are more affectionate of these ones than I am. One of them is the one with like the, the rib cage with like the disco lights coming out of it. Which That's one is Batman that? Forever. Is yeah, Batman Forever. <laughs> God Batman and Robin is the one that doesn't even have the cool sliding open door. Right. And I was I remember seeing it and my my brother, who I mentioned on most podcasts, <laughs> had shown the me like a Bush. picture of it. It was Bush. like when like you started seeing behind the scenes photos and he was like, Check out the new Batmobile with like George Clooney as Batman. Yeah. And I was like, But where's the Where's the door? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, that's, like, the part and all the toys and stuff that you're just, like, that was yeah. so cool. You were to slide it off or open it. And just, once it's sealed, it's, like, you know that, like, he's in the Batman. But it's not stealth. That's the part that, like, they started to get away from the stealth yeah. concept of Batman being, like, a 
ghost in the darkness. And even in Batman and Forever. He's just like, bling, bling, I brought no, the party, y'all. And you're like, what the frick is going on? And then, and like in Batman Forever, yeah, he rides up the wall. But like, I, I, yeah, you're right. So Batman Forever, they got like the rib cage. They made it, but they made it look like a bat still. Which I mean, it was still kind of cool, it but it just the coolest like weird toy version of a Batmobile I ever had was the Batman Forever one. <laughs> which is yeah. again another reason. Like it was the perfect timing for me. I was like eight years old. My brother was big into the Batwing. So from Batman. Was Batman Forever. We. <laughs> Oh, I'm actually 100 percent fine with doing a Batman, tr- <laughs> but we got to start with 89 Batman. We got to absolutely. We can't just go to Batman. Forever. I don't know. <laughs> Batman Forever is supposed to be Batman Three, but they Schumacher the shit out of it, and it was <laughs> decent enough to where I'm not angry as I am at Batman so Robin, where it Robin. goes off the rails, which is like the Spider-Man Three. But like, <laughs> but again, <laughs> I grew up a little bit older than you, so I like. Michael Keaton's bad manner. Watch your mouth. He's a little bit older than me. You watch your mouth, little boy. <laughs> Seven years to ten years. Yeah, it's a big, it's a little bit of a difference. But at the end of the day, I like Michael Keaton, and I like. I think we should start with Michael Keaton for this reason. Michael Keaton's rumored to be in current Batman stuff, right? Yeah. Whether he's going to be like, Thomas Wayne, which we think is a big mistake, or Batman Beyond Bruce be, Wayne, which I think he would won't be, the be best Thomas. fit. He'll he'll be the original. Bruce I don't know. Wayne. According to According to uh, no. that would be the worst. Jeffrey Dean Morgan like, thinks he thinks that he would took literally it. destroy the entire WB universe, and like even I would probably be like, I'm going to wait until it comes out on DVD before I, mean, I watch it. You'd no, you wouldn't. You'd do that. If you're making it sound like DC's flawless, and they're clearly not, they make a lot of mistakes. They're the opposite and that of flawless. seems like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like every time you think they're gonna knock it out of the park, you're like, "Yeah, oh, Ben Affleck." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like Christopher Nolan was involved. Yeah, no, It'll, not enough. <laughs> they did not bring him in nearly enough to save this dumpster. <laughs> so fire. we could either go into another franchise and spend three or four episodes talking about it. I, I think it's worth doing a Batman one. I'm okay with it. But do we want to do a Batman one this early on, or do we want to do the Batman's? When's Bat supposed to come out? Who knows anymore? I mean, well, think of it this way. Again, I think we mentioned it. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, getting the most likely new things that have already been established or filmed are MCU stuff. Like, right? Like, they already have Falcon and Winter Soldier filmed in the bank, ready to just put on Disney+. Plus. They have uh, Black Widow done. They also just are afraid to, to lose Disney money releasing it as a feature film. So they're deciding whether or not to jump it on Disney+. Plus. I think we were talking about, like, if they put it on for like 20 bucks in Disney Plus, I'd probably buy it, right? <laughs> I'd watch it. But again, because we also are sort of slipping into digital versus buying Blu-rays anymore anyway. So what's the difference? All right. So one option is to jump into literally my favorite superhero of all time, Batman. I've been Batman. Doing that franchise. No, no. Or... <laughs> Oh, I don't <laughs> swear to me. <laughs> we're not going to talk about us. neighbors and neighbors too. Okay, we're talking about. Oh, we can do neighbors. <laughs> we could do neighbors. <laughs> See, this is how it works, Ryan. We start oh. just like shooting just, the shit. Well, we really could we could way. do that. We could do neighbors, neighbors too, and then Seth Rogen it into like uh, superhero stuff with the uh, so the Green Hornet, Green Hornet, <laughs> and then we like, movie. and then we're like, okay, <laughs> let's go. 
Let's go to Batman now. Can we go Green Lantern and throw <laughs> but, up? <laughs> what I I like to think of is because of Fallout, where would I want to like when I was watching Fallout, what movie was I thinking of, or did I go on IMDb and be like, oh, this person's in this movie. What other movies are they in? Let's check it out. So the the four people that I wrote down that I would probably go from this movie would have been Ving Rhames, <laughs> Rebecca Fiction. Ferguson, Henry Cavill, or Simon Peck. Like, Henry Cavill's DC. Henry Cavill can easily get us into But I wouldn't start Superman. with Man of Steel. I have to go all the way to Batman. But then again, like, I mean, it attaches, like, if you start thinking about, like, oh, Henry Cavill DC, then you can start going to, like, oh, Batman and Superman, like, which, which one would I want to watch? You know, you don't have to go straight into Batman vs. Superman. You don't have to go straight into Man of Steel. Yeah, we like, definitely would not start with Batman vs. Superman. It's <laughs> right out. <laughs> that is uh, in Immortals. Immortals. That's a fun movie. He was also in The Count Wasn't of Monte Cristo. Wasn't Kit Harrington in Immortals? Is that... Henry Cavill? I, I don't think I watched Immortals. He's a... No, Kit well, Harrington. He's like the... Oh. He's the main character in Immortals. Who? Kit? Henry Cavill. Henry, Henry Cavill. But he's also, like, the son of Edmund Dantes in Count of Monte Cristo, which is, like, one of those movies that I like watching because of that Dude, that's chess Jim game. Jim Caviezel, who's the shit? He's Jim Jesus, Caviezel, bro. Guy Pierce. Yeah. I'm gonna watch this movie. Guy Pierce is a total D-bag in that one? movie. Immortals? Immortals. So good. I love that movie. Mm. So, that's where my mind goes. I, I start thinking about the actors, and then yeah. I might start thinking about the director, you know, the query, you know, you have Edge of Tomorrow, which currently is a one-off. You know, you have... That's worth a watch. I love that movie. And it's actually... It. I like that for the purpose of the time travel, like, concept. Like, mm-hmm. the how does time affect? How can you reboot? What happens? And I think way, that's cool. And the way that the aliens use it versus a lot the, of the humans use it. Yeah. Let's do so, that. And then and the misunderstanding of humans to how aliens function, too. Is so that to also it. keeps us on the Tom Cruise factor. And Emily Blunt Let's is awesome it. in that. And she might be... Let's do storm. So Ryan Ryan says yay. I said let's do it like eight I say times. Yeah. I heard did you say let's do it? And he can be like, how many freaking times? Excuse so, me. How many <laughs> fucking times did he say? So Ryan's bird buzzword is gonna be like, let's do it. It's gonna be at the end of the episode. Every time he's gonna be, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You're just Lord stop. Rings, stop. Do it. I already have to take 28. You're just going to hear me in the take, I'm as Whit and Paul are like, discussing theology of movies. I'm like, let's do it. I'm going to be like, okay, so this movie. Hey, guys, this episode was like two hours and ten minutes, but it's actually two hours and six because I chopped out four minutes of Ryan's let's do it. <laughs> he's just, he's just he's whispering. He's throwing this in by whispering. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> So, oh Ryan is on board. I'm on board. You good with? Wait, I'm confused. There's too many. Let's do it. Are we do watching Edge of Tomorrow? Let's do it. Yes, I'm down. <laughs> I mean, the only Damn way... Man, set them up. The only other place that... <laughs> the only other place I would go with the, like, let's do it would be, like, to Starsky and Hutch with the do it Do guy. it. Do it. The do, do it, it guy. That's Ben Stiller. We've already done too many Ben Stillers. <laughs> and <laughs> Owen Wilson's. Well, we could also just watch any like, Saturday Night we have an actual live sketch where like well, we did dodgeball, we did ministry stunt man, man for Tom Cruise, Top, Tropic Thunder. So we can't do any Brent Stillers for a while. I haven't done any. We can take a break. <laughs> you haven't done any, which is true. Well, we're gonna re watch Tropic Let's Thunder as a legit episode. <laughs> so I think we agree that do Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> will be our next episode. Yeah, I'm a fan. It's Tom Cruise. 
crushing it. But also, but also it's like, I like it because he's not immediately a hero. It like, takes him like 90% of the movie to be functional. He sucks in the beginning. Right? <laughs> well, he's like, he's like cocky, thinks he knows his shit, but he really gets put his place yeah. a billion times. It's also, and it's like, it's, it's sort of like hey, Tom hey, Cruise hey, trying to be, uh, well, Bill Murray, like Groundhog Day style, right? Yeah. Where he's like an asshole, arrogant, thinks he knows what he's doing, and he maybe is being put in this time I mean, loop because he's cocky and deserves it. It's another it. movie where he has to learn how to fly a helicopter, so. It's true. It pieces it takes him like 100 years together. to do that. Oh my god, one more, let's do it. I might <laughs> break this glass and cut you. <laughs> glass? Oh. He still has his glass. <laughs> yeah, I saw him holding a can. I was like, the instructions this can. And I reached over and like, this is my mule glass. This thing says, drinks, crush, recycle. I might drink, crush, and cut a bitch. <laughs> okay. So officially, episode five is going to be Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, this was yeah, four. Yeah, this was four. This was four? You confused us last time because we said three and then we talked about ghosts, which you're like, episode four! I'm like, no, to be clear, this is episode three. Episode four, or movie four, is Ghost Protocol. Yeah, see, I ask these questions because I know Paul knows exactly what it is. Because <laughs> he refers to episodes God. or movies and just constantly... I promise you I'll <laughs> stop that after he we get knows what episode of the franchise. podcast we're on. He doesn't know which episode I might be like, or TV show. Let's be clear, I might... I might no idea. I might, we might be talking like Iron Man, but like Iron Man episode two. <laughs> You're like Marvel MC. Then you can give universe, me crap. Season one episode. Logical. Yeah, I get it. And then like suddenly we'll get a tweet from Feige. He's like, "It's phase one, you idiot." Yeah, he'll kick like, us in the nuts. Sorry, Kevin. God, I wish we were. My bad. Feige. I wish we were in fight, dude. We always shoot for the stars. Bro, we're not even on the creature comforts radar. Let's get on that one first before we try to get on Feige's radar. We're not even listeners right now. Yeah. <laughs> we, haven't even done we have zero <laughs> listeners as we record this. <laughs> unless, unless, unless you count like my brother. <laughs> I doubt anyone that's like pre-recording episodes in the bank before they go live with him is like, we don't have any fans yet. Can we will when this one comes out? Hopefully. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Season one, episode five is going to be Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. This has been fun. This yes. has been one bourbon, one movie, one beer. I'm Wit. I'm Paul. And I'm Ryan. And we're going to do it. <laughs> Bye. <Son of> <laughs>